Hello, everybody. Welcome to Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 238. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. I'm Chaz. What's up, everybody? We missed you. Yeah, we Woo! we've been yeah. gone a week. Life happens. We just had a we just had a delay it for a week, but we're here talking about Pal Rider. Uh, obviously, we are streaming on Twitch uh, on our Big Trouble YouTube and also Couch Entertainment's YouTube. And make sure you go to BigTroublesArchives.com. That's where we store all our episodes. I, I've been kind of slacking lately as far as posting on there. So I got to update that soon. Uh, because I've been trying to find a job as well. And I had an interview today. And I think it went well. So hopefully that goes through. But it is time to get back into the Wild Wild West. Not 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 that dumb movie that Will Smith was in, but uh hell right. with it. Is that what yeah. time it is? <laughs> with all shit, son. I, I I'm not gonna lie, every time Cisco fucking going straight to I was fucking whoa, whoa, West. <laughs> You know what now that I'm thinking about it, why aren't we watching that movie in this period of time? Ask Zach. He's the uh, curator. It's it it wasn't it didn't meet the criteria for anything. Oh, I mean, it's one too many giant mechanical spiders. Yeah, too many things from Final Fantasy VIII are in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Pale Rider, another Clint Eastwood movie. Um, it's it's totally different than the last movie that we watched, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. As far as like, there was still comedy in this movie, but it was. Way different tone than you mean, anything. You mean the last Clint Eastwood the last movie? Clint Eastwood movie we watched. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't really know what uh, what to expect about this because I'd never seen it before, and I'd never really heard that many people talk. I mean, like, I've heard people talk about it, I guess. But like, oh, yeah, Pell Rider is pretty good. And, uh, like, I was – it felt like a little off to me. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like it had a little bit of, like – like there was some attempts at humor sometimes that I don't think landed well. Definitely. I, uh, I don't like Hull. I don't like his character. It it feels weird. Like he's obviously this simple guy and, uh, kind of a pussy. Yeah. I mean, kind of, but it's, it's more like, it's just like all this poor, simple man is like trying to do all this shit. And, uh, like, like he's Forrest Gump or something in the West. I don't know. Well, I guess it kind of <laughs> it, it kind of shows like the gold rush in the West. Like fucking, you don't fuck around with people's uh, claims and shit. Like, I'll, I'll <laughs> the give begin- you do. The beginning of the movie was crazy too. It just like it's just a raid happens. These, these fucking people run in and like shoot up your shit and break stuff and kill some girl's dog and like. They shoot a cow for no reason, and you watch the cow bleed. It was like, and he was like, she was looking at the camera. It's like, just, 
I think every yeah. film that we've seen so far, like something tragic fucking happens early in the beginning of the movie. It's a Western. I mean, yeah. that's that's Westerns, but specifically this one, it, I feel like they really set the tone early on the whole, yep, we're just killing animals. Like, it, it wasn't just they didn't have a point. They definitely had a point. I mean, yeah. they, they're killing off livestock. Oh, big, there's a big point. I, I yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but um, I'm going to say some disparaging things about this movie later, but the way it starts is actually very, very well done because... Mm-hmm. Um, you're supposed to start with, you know, it's like a James Bond movie. You got to start with action. Now the audience is on board. All oh, man, something's going to mm-hmm. happen. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of exciting stuff happening. Also, it sets up that you hate the bad guys. That's really important too. Yes, yeah. Oh, they shot a dog. Like I mean, whatever. They fucked with some miners and they did some mean stuff. Whatever. They shot a dog. I was like, <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers. I hope Clint Eastwood comes here and shoots all of them in the dick. I'm angry now. So you know, you get angry. I hope he shoots the bad guys. Bullets. So the, the opening scene of this movie is actually very well put together. The only thing it doesn't do is set up the protagonist, which they they do well enough later when he's with, with the axe handles and stuff. But but as far as the opening to an action or a western movie goes, uh, it's it's hard to do a lot better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost put it in the Facebook Messenger. I'm like one out of ten in this movie. They killed the dog. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> he's not watching anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you can't but, uh, pet the dog. You have to bury it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's. <laughs> I do like the fake wick intensifies. It. I like the taxidermy dog, like the edit. Very, oh, when she picks it up, I was like, oh man, that looks terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was very clear. Yeah, it, it this movie, it like it had ups and downs for me. I love the shots, by the way. Um, something about movies in the '80s, I don't know what it is, but it just looks so nice. I, I don't know why. 80s uh, movies, especially at what I would say 80s popular pop culture, pop release movies, whatever you want to classify that as mainstream, they all have like a very specific kind of look, cinematography kind of going. I always, I mean, I wouldn't say pop, I always think it's like an appealing flatness or something. I don't know, I, I, mm-hmm. I lack the, the proper vocabulary I need to talk about. I did exactly too. what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> it's it's like movies like this, and I think about um, I, I had it, it's gone. My brain is empty suddenly. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of movies like this and um, uh, First Blood, yeah, and yeah, yeah, a few others that have like a flat Predator like, too. Predator kind of too. Uh, it's it's like the the it seems like there's there's a a, a narrower collar. Uh, range in each shot mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's always like necessarily on purpose or anything I think it has something to do with the film stock but it does like each decade has like a real distinct look to it and for me yeah. the 80s always had like a flat kind of more muted look to it but Somewhat, it works yeah. it works so well for stuff like you know Die Hard or First Blood or something like that, mm-hmm. or or, yeah. or or Pale Rider for that matter. It works. Yeah, Pale Rider. I feel like action... like in the mountains and there's like pine trees and stone and wood buildings everywhere. It's yeah, perfect for that. Action the... and horror movies, I think, really benefit from yeah. that, that look. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say on the flip side of that too. There's also the '80s movies will also look like really saturated or kind of like grainy too, and I kind of like that too. You know what I'm saying? Like how some of the, the horror movies, like like Chaz was talking about there. Uh, and specifically, they do that a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, I, the whole like story between the marshal and the preacher felt like I think we needed more story to that. Even <laughs> even though they were just like, I know this man. He's he. I I know that's like the kind of the cliche. Like I've seen this man around before. We we cross paths and stuff. But it, it felt like a video game plot. It kind of did. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt. It did feel a little a little red deadish. Uh, yeah. It made me think, you know how I always complain, like, oh, god damn it, they could have cut 15 minutes of this movie. I feel like this movie could have used 15 or 20 more minutes. Because we, need, we need a 15-minute flashback to, like... I don't know if it needed 15 minutes. used to be in his gang, minutes. and they, like, shot a preacher, and he's, like, looking at the preacher's, like, collar, and he's like, I'm gonna leave this life for good, and I'm gonna try to do something. Yeah. I don't know, something. It's I think this... Well, I think, like, we're gonna probably talk about these negatives later, but I don't know if it needs more time. I think they just needed to repurpose the time. It's like there's like 15, yeah. 15 minutes that could have been focused on more of the story because they're going to dive enough into it. Give us a little bit more of a reason why they have some type of hate. Unless they're going down that, that apparently someone, I guess, hurt us or it would just worked out that way. I mean, obviously, it did just work out that way that we would be talking about how on the last episode, the person's actually not real and they're, they're some type of <laughs> supernatural being or something. And then the, the preacher... Uh, this actually kind of sets up like, is he actually an angel? Maybe he, maybe he is a gunslinging angel. I was like, I was watching this and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was also <laughs> sick when I watched this, by the way. I, don't know if I ever mentioned that in the chat, but I, I caught uh, whatever little 24, 48 hour GI virus was going around. So I was nauseous and shitting my brains out intermittently while it took three hours to watch this movie, uh, which was fun. It, I mean, again, I, I still got to, like, I wasn't interrupted per se. I got to watch it and take it in. But, uh, but yeah, watching it, I was a little delirious. And I was like, maybe he is an angel. <laughs> Until he went to the bank and he had his gun and his fucking deposit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's a goddamn devil. Uh, <laughs> I will say, even though I know during that time, stuff like that was happening. But, like, the whole... 15 year old or 14 year old like falling in love with Clint Eastwood even like Clint Eastwood was like nah <laughs> like I, I can't do this this is, this is weird but like yeah that's a weird thing that happens to the movie because she's like all over him and he's like well this is immoral or something I'm a preacher I guess and you're too young and then the wife is coming on to him and like Everyone is like, oh, this guy's the best guy ever. I mean, I wish he'd fuck me. He's the best. Like, even even all the other miners and stuff, like, love I think him. one of those, yeah, one of those dudes around the campfire wanted to fuck him, too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, just, everyone he's, just, lo- and he, you know, he's a likable guy, and he motivates them, and he saves the, the girl, and, you know, he saves the day. So I get it, but the writing is just real weird. That scene Strange. with the wife is so weird. It's so Strange. weird to me. I just it seems so out of nowhere. They fuck. and it, they don't really set it up and there's no payoff to it. It's just like, man, he's so hot. Every woman in this movie wants him so bad. Like so, what is so, this? I got a question. Like when he talks to the wife later on, you know, when he's saying his goodbyes and shit before the big battle, did did they fuck? Because they do like a an edit, like she closes the door and she stays in that in that, that room. He they tells have... her to close the door. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of implied. That's what's so weird about it, too, because I agree. It is kind of out of nowhere. I don't think there's a... It is far too subtle to say that they're getting looks, and then when the 15-year-old is like, I I asked for a prayer, and you showed up, so, yeah, you, you can have me. 
And he's like, uh, nope, you're a kid. And she's like, it's because you want to fuck my mom. I know what it is. Like, she immediately jumps to that. And then he, like, doesn't, like, really have an expression because he's Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. That's just his expressionless face. He kind of takes it and it's like, maybe I do, maybe I don't. You know, I that type of thing. Make my day. Turns, had- it did. <laughs> Turns out he did want to fuck her. We didn't I- realize it. <laughs> I had I had to check my browser because I watched this on on uh, the computer just to make sure I was not on Pornhub watching Dick Rider or something. I like it's, the, whole, the whole mother and daughter thing was like weird for me. I was like, again, I know because they like bring it up a million times. Like, Mama told me she got married when she was fifteen and had love. Yeah, that was that weird stuff. too. Why did they bring yeah. that up more than once? Yeah. I don't know because it's eh, back then. It's people got married that early, but like. Yeah, uh, I, I can tell you why all this stuff happened. Written, produced, directed by Clint by Eastwood. Eastwood. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I figured that at the beginning of the movie that he wrote it. it, but IMDb doesn't credit him as a writer. That was that was confusing me. It did oh, also yeah, they writer, don't. Right? I've also seen him uh, uh, credited as writer on Wikipedia, like the screenwriter. Maybe not the the script. Right? You know how sometimes they split that script. Screenplays. That, that makes writing. me wonder slash worry. What happened is these two guys, Dennis Shryak and Michael Butler, wrote the movie, and then they were shooting it. And Clint Eastwood, by this point, was a, a big movie star. If he didn't like make the changes himself during shooting, oh, yeah. you know, everyone's gonna love me. I'm the best, and it's gonna be the because I just am. I everyone, it's awesome. I'm the best, you know. It's- I just got mad too. Like again, I know it's it's the times, and I get it. You know, women were just shuffled around to be like, "I'm gonna be your wife now," and all that stuff. But I hated like they made a whole like, I guess I'm gonna go marry Hull now since you're not gonna fucking take me. <laughs> like he was like the second option, like the second string option. Well, he's oh yeah. Nice- He's a nice man, I guess. I mean, they didn't show up in the, in the extended director's cut. He's in the corner beating off while, while preachers <laughs> with the wife. He's like, man, man I just won't get it. She promised me. I have. I own this. You go to Sacramento, it shows this certificate. She's supposed to have sex with me. Like it's, Sacramento it's, ain't worth this. This, this was like a common theme to the movie too. I feel like he really wanted to try to stay true to like the realism of what happened in that time period. The mm. problem is, it may, and maybe even like watching this the year it came out or something, it doesn't hit quite differently. But uh, the times are changing. This movie, in terms of some of the concepts, does not age well. Even if it is just historically accurate, it and still just feels 80s. weird. Yeah, it just feels weird. Yeah, this movie doesn't age well for several reasons. I think. Yeah, that's oh, the, no, what what you're saying is the most important one. I think, but mm-hmm. there's lots of like other stuff in it that I just i I can't stand how like Paw Patrol sounding the storyline with Jaws is. Where it's like, oh, he's a big mean guy, and then as the movie goes on, he's like, oh, but he's got a heart of gold, even though he's a big scary guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he he is awful. Like he helps I, him at the end. I, <laughs> Why? Yeah, he's like, no, but I help because I'm a businessman. Yeah, he's definitely, I call him Mayor McCheese because that's just funnier to me. But his actual name is Mayor Humdinger. If, if anyone is listening and knows of the, the ilk of the Paw Patrol, if if you don't, it's okay. It's one of those, one of those rights I, of passage. I, I'm, I'm just calling yes, it simplistic. No, it is. It, it, I'm bad, but I'm not really that bad. I was just, I just was a little annoyed, but I'm actually good. Yeah, it's, like I don't, the, it's like the way Marvel writes their villains now in comic books. Oh, yeah. 
Well, well, again, there, and I think the problem is that sometimes someone comes off that to me that feels like the thing of someone's writing something and they're like, oh, look, I made this person layered and complex because they're not just simply a bad person. They have this. No, that's that's still like, you know, fifth grade English style writing. Like, there's no complexity to that. No, that complexity would have been that you gave them a reason or dilemma, but then you made them go across the line to then justify their means and make them bad. This like, movie that would have been more complex. And drips. I'm in the ninth grade, and I think I'm going to have a creative writing career. Yeah. Everything uh, about it. all the characters are like really, really one dimensional. There's, there's not like, like the uh, uh, the marshal comes to town, and he's just evil, 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 pure evil. And even like um, <laughs> Chris Penn's character, nice guy Eddie from uh, Reservoir Dogs. He's like, there's a moment where it's like, oh, this character might have some death. Oh, never mind. He's a rapist. Like, it's just, yep. <laughs> yeah. the fuck? like, we couldn't have one moment of like, oh, maybe this guy's like actually like kind of genuine or something. No, he's, he's, oh. he's also just evil, evil, evil. Like, like every just... character is like either a paragon of goodness or a rapist murderer. We've been too used to, uh, we've been spoiled by the, the previous three movies that Absolutely we watched. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Oh, is he kind of like, going to like hit on this girl, and they're going to kind of get together?" You know, they're in the same age range. That's more acceptable. Uh, like you know, and then it was like, "Nope, it's rape." And I know the answer to this too. It's because it's the eighties. I yeah, <laughs> yes. but I, mean, yeah. It, it, I wanted to wrap up. I, I got a package here. I got a whole <laughs> ninth, ninth grade creative writing package. But also, there's like a few moments in this movie which, admittingly, are cool as hell. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're what motivated everything around him. Like there's that moment where uh, he's saved Hall and they're coming back into town and the girl's reading uh, the passage from revelations and, and <laughs> death on uh, pale horse. And I saw and him became and a pale rider. Whatever. And it, <laughs> like, she's reading that as he comes into the shot, like stuff like that, man, that's cool as shit. But man, it's so hacky and like, it, it's very edgy. Sasuke is my exactly. It's very girl. Vegeta Zephyroth. It's very yes. just like what the Jesus. fuck? Come on, man. Then, the other one that stood out to me is when he leaves and he goes to the bank deposit box and he like like poignantly takes off his his preacher's collar and takes his gun belt out and then drops the collar in and that's that's supposed to symbolize it's business that's time. A, again, he's no longer 80s. a man of God. Now he's a man <laughs> of the grave. So what you're saying is Clint Eastwood didn't go through a midlife crisis. He went through his teenage emo phase. I think so. Like, I, this whole thing feels like a high schooler who was very like admittedly a talented high schooler wrote this. Like there's just all those moments and the characters have no depth. And it's an interesting enough story. I like this movie. I'll probably watch it again someday. Turned out I owned it. Did not know I owned this movie. Uh, I was trying to find a streamable, couldn't find it anywhere. It's like, maybe I own it. I owned it. Yeah. (laughs) I did want to roll back on something. I mentioned this in the chat, but for those that do listen, I actually referenced this movie and realized I'm a dumbass, and I still have yet to figure out the movie that I'd watch. But I would said something about this movie having a great score. I had this movie, the name confused, and thought I'd watch this. Yeah, I've never watched this movie. I don't know what the other Western was now, and it's really killing me because I'd love to know. Because <laughs> I, I think it's High Plains. High Plains Drifter has a very similar plot. Uh, there's yeah. like a town, and a bunch of uh, gangsters come out of the hills because I think the sheriff just died, or the marshal left town or something. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of uh, bad guys come out of the hills, and they're like running the town. Like they're just being assholes. And then mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood comes into town. And he's like trying to get them. It, it's also like a vague 
one protagonist rip off of Seven Samurai. It's like they've yeah. got a problem with bad guys, and Clint Eastwood comes to the town and fixes all their problems. Except in that movie, Clint Eastwood is like a huge asshole for the whole first act, so it's kind of like more interesting because well, at first he just seems like he's just trying to get laid and get fed, and yeah. then toward the end of the movie, it turns out he knew what he was doing. He had a heart of gold. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's not so much the plot or anything in the movie. I thought it was more just the title that seemed familiar that I've I oh, confused it with. So that that's the thing is I yeah seeing this movie I was like I had that I had nothing to relate it to. So then I realized that. But Zach had made a point, and I think it's important too. We have been spoiled by watching. I mean, arguably, most people on a on a given day are going to say Once Upon a Time in the West or The Good, The Bad, The Ugly are. E- either or are the best western ever made it's it's on the table the, the so, two of those searchers and unforgiven that's the conversation yes yes the searchers is in there too absolutely so that's the thing was we watched we watched those and then we went to this and i think the other problem too and this is actually why i liked once upon a time in the west so much you get all these little subtle things but there's payoff at the end i don't feel like there was enough satisfying payoff for any of the threads they have at the end and the movie just wraps up like a wet fart. Yeah. Even, yeah, even when like uh hall takes the Buffalo rifle and like shoots the guy who like has the law, uh, decree or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh, so you did like a cowardly thing and shot a man in the back. Cool. <laughs> like <laughs> it's it just one of those things. Like when watching it, I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's more to this. I'll give it benefit of the doubt. Let's keep watching. Trust the process. We'll get there. Because otherwise, it does feel like a ninth grader wrote it. And then at the end, it just wraps up the way it does. So then it doesn't have any other depth to it or satisfaction in that way. It just has that very superficial satisfaction of, oh, we beat the bad guys. It's over. I'm moving on now. And that was it. And it, it did feel like, okay, well... They weren't bothered to do it, and then, like, it's like Clint Eastwood was mad, and he was sitting there, and his kids like, "Will you play with me?" And he's like, "I, I don't, I don't have time. I have other stuff to do. No, I just want to play." And he's like, "You fucking write this, and then we'll play." And then his kid wrote it for him, and <laughs> I uh, think there we go. I think it would have been funny if, like, you know, when Megan's like ch- running or uh, chasing after him after he leaves, after he kills all the the baddies. And like she screams into the mountains like an avalanche happened and kills fucking Clint Eastwood. Because I'm like, stop fucking screaming in the mountains. <laughs> Speaking of screaming in the mountains, you know the weird scene where like her mom goes in there and it's implied that they had a, a an encounter. Uh, what was that before? Where it, like he, it's like he was cleaning his gun or some bullshit, and then you just hear like yeah. You just hear somebody mm. screaming "breacher" in the hills. I think yeah. that was the marshal just the like marshal. doing like psychology warfare, pretty much psychological warfare. Yeah. What the fuck. It it, um, it was it, it, again. It, I think you guys are right. Ninth grader wrote that. It's like, what if like a, a, he was like in the in the background go preacher? Everything was eighties about this. Yeah, well, it goes back to the whole thing with the scene where she's reading the passage from the Bible and he shows up and he comes he comes on a pale horse and and all he has is death. There's again, it's that's superficial too because as cool as it is, there's no payoff or complexity to that because everything that happened in relation to like the hardships they went through. It wouldn't even mattered if he showed up. Actually, more people would have died. 
So instead of him being any resemblance to death, it's the opposite. They didn't do any tie-in where like there was some big sacrifice because he showed up. Like the story played out the way it did, but in all honesty, they had every intention of running those people off, so they would have probably had a far worse consequence without him showing up. So to me, that, that was kind of confusing. It's like yeah, you're giving a weird message. The whole that's the thing is you're expecting good screenwriting and you're expecting a deeper metaphor no it's just because he's a preacher therefore a bible and his horse (laughs) is literally pale and it's a cool passage that's it that's as that's as deep as that goes it really is i'll give him this though that's a beautiful horse it was a it was a pretty horse it's a pretty pony i didn't like the shootouts at the end i i i thought it was too like stupid they were trying to... to be more realistic because he's like surprising them instead of heroing them he was, I wondered he was something a, he was like batman became a, a, a fucking yeah that's right. he was like hiding and shit no, I, I know exactly what this was and i had to look it up to make sure yeah this was definitely clint eastwood watched first blood and was like oh i want to do some of that shit but western style because he does like the random gorilla shit where he's hiding but in like a random little Making Clint Eastwood like it's fucking together. a sick man watching a movie, but like, pal, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna do this in storyline, pal. You're probably yeah. right. You probably did. He probably watched fucking Sylvester Stallone and stuff. And it's like, I'm gonna do that. But I'm like, I think what I could say is the shots were good. Yeah, they had the 80s moments of like the, the four horsemen stuff, the pale rider. Uh, <laughs> I, it would have been funny if he had like an electric guitar on his back or something. <laughs> if he came with the pale rider, the Bon Jovi. Yeah, he's just on a motorcycle. He's on yeah. a steel horse. It, oh, it, I it, want it. Horse I ride. Exactly right. I want it. <laughs> so, uh, separate things. Just want to just want to point out. This is dad goals for those who are out there. This is personal win for me. Anytime someone brings up the word or says anything about a cowboy, my daughter proceeds to say the phrase "on a steel horse I ride." I feel like it's awesome. a win for me. Yeah, she's learning the right way. She's going to go so. places, I think. Yeah, she is. I mean, <laughs> hopefully not prison, but... <laughs> I don't know. If she did the right thing and it just wasn't her fault, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> she was talking about how you owned somebody one time or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was pretend. I, I owned that, that, that baby, but that was pretend. That was oh, but pretend. being a cowboy, that's for real. That's yeah, being she, a cowboy. Haven't, for real. She's, she's haven't you ever heard, name. Chaz? You're not supposed to let your children grow up to be cowboys. No. Mm. Mm. For her, that's a little bit more complicated. Yeah. And the more I did, uh, just to move along on uh, the story, the, <laughs> the, the Marshall, I didn't feel like any threat at all i just i didn't know who he, he might as well have been a goddamn robot they might have had, well have had ig88 come to town it wouldn't have mattered they ig88 I'm the that poor... I got a bunch of guys with me and we all got guns that's it that's <laughs> the ig88 that poor prospector who was just drunk and he was celebrating he's like i got this he's got like this giant hunk of fucking gold then he's like fuck you man and then he just shot the fuck out of him. <laughs> i'm like why did they do that like goddamn they did more yeah. show. They did more showing than telling, um, as far as storytelling. Um, yeah, because like one, like the killing of the dog. Now we know that claim is fucking baddies and stuff. And then like when we get introduced to Marshall and his fucking henchmen and shit, you know. By the way, stupid fucking guy. 
when you have a big claim of a fucking big ass gold, stop strutting it around. Like, look what I got. Look at it. I, I was thinking that too. That yeah. guy, that guy. Listen, they're all simple. That was the whole point. They're just simple miners trying to make it rich. The moment that Spider, again, his name is Spider, by the way. Yeah. The moment that he held that giant chunk up, I was like, he's gonna fucking die. Like, you don't get that type of gold in this situation and just come out okay. So it was a little well predictable. Hum- he might as well hump the fucking gold thing while he's like, "Fuck you!" Like, like did that because that's how I felt like when he was mocking the. the- <laughs> they're all just Maybe. standing there. I'm like, that guy's gonna fucking die a bad death right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Mel Brooks version, maybe. <laughs> it made me uh, think you remember that video of the guy that's like walking and there's a guy on the roof he goes hey hey what hey, what fuck you <laughs> it's, it's, what's your name he asked me i don't care fuck you <laughs> that's pretty much Basically, what that scene yeah. was <laughs> and then he got fucking killed for it jesus christ they, they lit his ass up in front hey. of his in front of his kids yeah, they got abruptly violent there. It, there was also a weird thing in this movie they did multiple times. The whole sh- headshot thing. Yeah, people... Everyone got shot right there. They explicitly showed it. Times, yeah. yeah, it's a very 80s thing. And they didn't die immediately yeah. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Well, they, they, they did give him a chance. Like They were shooting at his feet, like dance and all that stuff. Like the first, like if that would have happened, I'd be like, "All right, guys, I'm out." <laughs> but he kept on like standing there and dancing. He was and, drunk. Yeah, off and then his he, ass. And then he got shot in the leg, and then eventually got shot in the head, and and then the son's like, "My dad, what would you do, my dad?" And then he drank, he drank like some kind of goddamn bathtub moonshine from the fucking 1870s. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he was fucked up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, like again with the comedy, like when Hulk, it's like look what I got, it's like a nugget, and then like when Spider got it's like a whole fucking rock of gold, it, like that's comedy in a sense, and and um, we call it again with the Jaws saying like yeah, yeah, it's very one dimensional, like when he gets hit with the fucking sledgehammer on his nuts and stuff. Like, I guess that's the respect that he gave. Like, I don't want my nuts to be fucking squashed again by Clint Eastwood, so I'm going to be his friend. And the whole that's thing... You, yeah, that's how you make friends, you know? You, you punch somebody in the nuts. And- I, that's just that's just simple. I mean, go, to call back to another Western that we watched, you know, they, they effed up Mongo with the fucking delivery package. They're like, Mongo's sad. They tie him up. They become friends with Mongo. It's like they, they have an understanding after he's been bested. He's just simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the, and the whole like rape scene with Megan, like they do this weird thing, like he's kind of respectable, like ma'am, like he's talking to a, her, his mother and Megan, like how you doing? And then he's like doing this whole, I'm gonna show you the claim and stuff, where we do the sluge and all that stuff, and just all the uh, mechanic <laughs> stuff. And then he's like, bam, here, this is where you're, you're gonna get, get done. Yeah, you're getting raped right here, and I'm like, God damn it, what the fuck is going? Like I know that happened back then, but. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they, they outright actually got to rape her or anything. I mean, God, that sounds like horrible in context, but uh, but really, they're like, I mean, he, it was prevented. What I didn't like about that scene is that Jaws was going to stop it. So they showed the scene where they, and they could have had that. Like, that conflict would have been a good thing to let him stop it first, or they, like, prevent him from doing it. But right as he's doing that, and they show that he's about to, then Clint Eastwood shows up anyway. And it's like, oh, well, that was kind of a 
a bummer. Like you, you, you gave like you gave a little like, spoiler preview of him showing some good, but then you didn't give him a chance to do it. Like I he agree. was going to intervene, he would have stopped yeah. those guys. That's what I wanted too. Like I kind of wanted him to do it and that to cause something else. But instead, we get Clint Eastwood just being cool and stopping it and not really advancing anything. Yeah, it, he could have still been cool. Actually, you could have had the other guy. You could have Jaws like fend them off, and then the other guys turn on him and hold a gun to him. And he gets kind of angry, but they're like they're gonna kill him. And then that's when he shows up, and he just not only saved her from getting raped for her being stupid for going down there anyway, but then she also he also saves the other guy from being killed. And it's just like a payback thing of hey, we respect each other. I don't know. I it would have been more depth, but I feel like that whole thing was maybe they didn't have they weren't given any more time to make with the movie or something. And Clint Eastwood's like, well, I just want to look cool here, so that's hey, what we're gonna do. Whose movie is this, pal? Yeah, that's how it feels in a lot of this. But yeah. I, I I do laugh when he's throwing the dynamite in the fucking buildings. Like ah, they <laughs> like fucking run and stuff. Nobody was, died from dynamite. I thought that was bullshit. They should have yeah. murdered them with dynamite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, one why, thing Quentin Quentin Tarantino got right. Yeah, yeah. why why is everybody just like fucking a NFL fucking quarterback legend with dynamite? Like thirty, like even like whenever it was like dangerously close to blowing up, he's like, "Oh shit!" And he throws it like perfectly where it needs to go and blow it up. Like that's far too convenient. That shit should have got messy. Yeah. But, oh well. So like when Clint Eastwood like uh, takes Hull's horse and like hits it away and stuff. So I gotta I gotta believe that Hull walked all the way to town <laughs> just to shoot that guy in the back. He did. He even said yeah. that. Yeah, he walk. did. He said a long walk. Yeah. That was kind of the joke. Yeah, he was like, no, he's not going to abandon him. Mm. Again, it was also the whole thing of he. That's that's actually another thing that just felt like they took the piss out of it. In that, Hull has, he shows some morals. He's still a simple guy, but, you know, he stuck his ground on certain things. But there are things that make him play out like he's been a bit of a coward for a lot of this. Mm. And that was supposed to be his big redemption. He got stranded. He walked all the way there. And at the very end, he, he shot the guy. That may have stopped Clint Eastwood, but it just it felt flat. It's like you could have given him a little more. Like yeah. I don't know, and it just and the whole like him being like, I since your you know your grandfather died and you know I want to be your man and stuff, and then like when they had the the fire uh like debate, like should we leave? They, they're gonna give us a thousand dollars and stuff, and a thousand dollars during that time is a lot of money. By, by the way, I thought that was the best scene in the whole movie is when they were hanging out at the campfire talking about what they were gonna do. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I actually it was a good scene because the movie was, is getting a little flat there. I was like, are they gonna move forward? And like around the same times when the either it already happened or it was about to happen, whenever Megan comes on to him and it becomes weird. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all shot really well. It's kind of subtle at points. I like where Hall made that whole speech about it. I was like, you guys leave if you want, but you know, what about your family you died here? You're, you're just gonna leave yeah. a bird here in the ground. You're just gonna leave it. It's like, damn. But, <laughs> but it was still written in a way that, like, he the only reason why he was saying that is because he had preacher in his pocket. That's what he like felt like, in my opinion. I don't I don't think he fucking thought that clearly mm-hmm. because after that happened. That's what everybody criticized him for. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 they thought the preacher was going to be here. He's like, well, I've been doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, he'd even like mention how they had a choice at that point. 
And, you know, he had already said his uh, piece, uh, Preacher at least had, about how, okay, this is what you're going to face. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd have to pick, make a choice. If anything, like, it would have been the sensible thing, you know, in, if they would have packed up and left. So it, it was weird because they gave him that shining moment, but then there's no follow-through. That's, that's what's so yeah. weird. People that, if they do get any depth at all, this very mm-hmm. brief moment, but there's nothing to follow up to finish it. It just it it feels kind of odd. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, it feels weird. It, it still feels like he's sweating in my in my opinion. Like how it was portrayed on screen because like he's mm-hmm. fighting with the 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 mother of Megan and so I forgot her name. But uh, like, Sarah. Yeah, she's like, well, what are you gonna do? Like, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna stay. And like he's <laughs> like he's say he's he's standing his ground, but I still I feel like, pound rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I still feel like he's like, man, I wish I had preachers. It would have been much easier. I, I would have liked it better if he would have like, you know, nutted up some more and you like, mm. you know, maybe helped him kill a couple guys or some shit. Like if this movie was made by somebody else or whatever, it was made 10 years ago. I feel like that's what would have happened. I thought you were going to say, I wish you just slapped her in the face. <laughs> I wish you would have just slapped her in the face and said, bitch, leave. <laughs> and then, and then, he, then he kills everybody himself and he fucking wins. Well, and yeah. it, it, it it's weird too. There was never like a. It would have been good to give the other guy a breaking point. Like if, if something else would have happened, and it would have made whole, like reach that point of not fuck this. I'm going into town. I don't even care if I'm facing my death. He just says, "Oh, I guess I'll go do it." He's just there. It's weird. And also, if they were going to just stick to that, I wish they would have just been consistent. And right before mm-hmm. he left, uh, Clint Eastwood would have leaned out from the horse and and leaned down a hole and said, "Have fun raising my kid," and just left. And then you find out Sarah's pregnant. It's definitely not holes. <sighs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I mean, that's that's effectively probably what happened. There's plenty of that skin. whole milkman daddy, Spider you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gonna uh, name him after the preacher too, because he's like, "That was an honest man." <laughs> Sarah's like, "Sure, yeah." And she's like, "It's that meme where the the puppets looking the other way." Like, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Could you got that big gold, <laughs> but uh. I think we covered. There's not a lot of plot in this movie. Um, it's pretty shallow. It, it's it's very shallow. It's very to the point. Um, but I will say, like, I still had somewhat of a good time watching it, even though it was disjointed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we we kind of shit on it. I mean, to be fair, it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's it was fine. Like, I well, we'll get to I guess recommendations. We're right. It was fine, but it. Again, we're comparing it to the movies we just yeah. watched, and it's like, ugh. maybe we'll feel a lot better about it. We're gonna appreciate Pell Ryder when we watch Young Guns, right? Is that? I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe not. I, I, I watch it. I, my opinion, Young Guns is a nice trip. I was gonna say the, the impression I have because I don't, re- I don't remember anything about it at all. It's basically like I'm watching it again for the first time. Is where we criticize this movie for like all the things it did wrong because of it being in the '80s. I feel like this one has all the positive things of the '80s in it. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> if you know what Pell Ryder was eighties, wait until you fucking watch Young Cuts because it's so fucking eighties, bro. Uh, but it's it, it's in a good way, and I think it has a little more comedy than what Pell Ryder is. But I, I'm still gonna recommend Pell Ryder uh, because fucking Clint Eastwood. He, even if it's just like bottom of the barrel type of movies, like it's still good and still interesting to watch. 
But as far as like going against, you know, Once Upon a Time in the West and the Good, Bad, and the Ugly and the Searchers, I mean, boy, that that's like night and fucking day. So I, I still recommend. Andy, what about you? It's same. I mean, this is the ultimate um, kind of. It's Sunday afternoon, and Pale Rider just came on TCM, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I criticized its writing a lot, and ultimately, like, it's not as memorable as a lot of other West. Like, I mean, until until Zach changed his uh, subtitle to his name there, none of us even had quotes from the movie as our, our nonsense here on StreamYard. I mean, we always do that, but... Uh, Again, I watched this movie last week, and I think a lot yeah. of you did too. So I kind of forgot parts of it, but still, that's that's what I mean. Like it's it's forgettable. But I could quote "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly" or "Searchers," or I could quote them right now. Anyway, so yeah, you know, it's not great, but it's still a pretty good movie. I it, I it's lumped in with like High Plains Drifter and Two Mules for Sister Sarah, and Outlaw Josie Wales, and like all these other like very watchable Clint Eastwood westerns. Yeah. Right, yeah, I Zach. guess I'll go next. Or oh, oh. go ahead, Zach. Yeah, Zach can go next. I go last. Oh, yeah. Cool. I'll give it a, a very light recommendation. Like, I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it, but I kind of feel like when I was done, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever watch that one again. <laughs> if it just so happens to come on TV or some shit, I guess, and it's like, I don't got anything to do. It's like, yeah, well, I'll sit here and watch Pale Rider. For me, there's other westerns I'd rather go see. Uh, I mean, I watched Outlaw Josie Wales uh, before we started this, and that was a better movie. Yeah, it is. That's that's uh, a better one. And I was kind of thinking about watching High Plains Drifter because it. I was reading about this movie after I got finished watching it, because that's what I always do. And it kind of came up a lot. It was often compared to it. They're very similar plots. And everybody says watch that one instead. The uh, the DVD I have of uh, Pale Horse, it's a two-pack, and that's the other movie in it. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, light recommendation. All right, Chaz, you're up. Yeah, I, I guess I would kind of agree with that. I, If you like westerns, and you've already watched the, like, you know, the who's who of Western films, I, I would probably recommend, yeah, you should check this out for sure. If you're brand new to Westerns, I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, and I'm kind of in Zach's camp. I don't know if I'll ever go back to watch this. I'm definitely not going to go out of my way to watch it again. If it's on, I'd passively absorb it again. But, like, it's not a movie I feel like I would get a lot out of watching again because it is so shallow. Like, there's not much more meaning or subtle things that I'd missed out on or anything that would make more sense after. So it's just, it just exists, and that's not a bad thing. I've definitely watched far worse, but it's it's all right. It's just there. So. All right. Well, we kind of already told you guys, but Young Guns is up next. So. so Yeah, I just looked up the the cast. Holy crap. That is is a cast of 80s. Emilio and the fucking uh, the Brat Pack brother, Tiger yeah. Blood. What's his name again? Charlie Sheen. Charlie Blue Sheen. Diamond Phillips. Blue Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What did you say, Tiger? Tiger. Tiger Blood. Blood. Yeah, it's a uh, oh, oh Charlie Sheen. It's when Charlie Sheen was like on the cocaine and fucking mucho uh, alcoholo. Um, but. <laughs> 
It, it's about Billy the Kid. I actually have a book on Billy the Kid. I might read that before uh, watching Young Guns again. So just to see if there's any like inaccuracy. There's probably going to be some inaccurate stuff. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> of the cast. And there's a lot of humor in this one. So remember to watch Young Guns and then come back here and we will talk about that. But before we get into the last word, we're going to get this ad out now. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide. However that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Well, let me tell you something about Bill Goldberg. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're covering... Uh... Royal Rumble 94, and what's WCW that we're covering? Clash of the Champions. Yeah, it's a clash. In January. Yeah. Uh, I don't I have just, the, the exact date from you. It's just, I go. just watched Royal Rumble, and like, I can't wait to talk about the Undertaker segments. <laughs> just, just a quick thing, like Undertaker like talking about rest and peace. He's, and build, like, he's building Yoko's in his casket. Yeah. He's going to put him in. For their casket match at the Royal Rumble, it's like a a, a week by week thing that they're doing. And then they do a cut like Yoko just being like scared. Like that was one of my favorite parts <laughs> about it was like you gotta understand Yokozuna up to this point has shown no fear or apprehension uh, to anybody, mm. but he is terrified of the Undertaker, and that helps us so much because you've yeah, never so, seen him act like that before. So remember, this Thursday we are going to be streaming. Uh, we're gonna have a big episode. We're covering two. One pay-per-view and one TV event uh, yeah. from WCW, uh, and it's going to be a big one. And we might sprinkle in, you know, what happened at Mania, but we're not going to cover the whole thing because nah. it's come. too it's it's gone. <laughs> but Mania. It, it has come to pass. Yeah. Uh, but last word time, since we uh, that's the only game I played besides MLB and fuck that game. It's uninstalled. I don't uh. play that game anymore. Uh Let's talk about Resident Evil 4 remake. Never heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, I'm going to go into detail on uh, the Lost lost Nightmares um, as far as like the autosave situation thing. Oh, spoilers for this pretty new game, by the way. Yes. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I like this game. I I think I like it better than the original. Now, I know a lot of people can be like, ah, original is a little bit better. It had its charm and stuff. But I was one of the people that didn't really like Resident Evil 4 when it first came out because I was like, man, where are my zombies? I don't fucking like this uh, parasite bullshit. Uh, and I just didn't dig the action at all. Uh, but I think it did a good thing of mixing survival horror with the action and i think it's it, scary did you get scared did you get spooked uh when they popped out of fucking cabinets yeah and like you can't know the, the stove that's the one that got me on the island mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, the fucking yeah the oven it came out and got you yeah i almost peed myself that was a good that. one 
That was a good one because it had been a long time since I had a pop up too. I was not expecting it. That, it that's got part me. of what I like about it because it's in a silent part of the game too. Like there's no mm-hmm. other enemies for a little bit. Yeah. Fuck those three generators, by the way. Oh, the uh, real that's scary. You got to turn the lights out. Fuck that. <laughs> no, I love them. Uh, they're, they're the best. That's one of the best parts of the game, right there. God, fucking weird ass, fucking nightmare fuel, creepy shits. So they're and they, and then they make them worse. Uh, like. Oh, fuck. I got yes. I, I got a little annoyed, but good, annoyed in a good way because, like, you, you get up to the third regenerator, right? And you get the scope that you can see in thermal and stuff. Mm-hmm. I got the scope, and I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Because, like, I, there's a door there to, like, open up, but you need the, uh, the key card, and, and you need a wrench. I'm like, where the fuck do I get a wrench? So I went all the way back. You're supposed to read. I did. The, I did the same thing. I went all the way around, and it was like, "Wait a second! I remember, I, I remember what's going on here." Because something happened. I was like, popping. "Yeah, no." I was like, "I got through there, and I got to the point, and it said I needed the wrench." And I remember there was a lab, and I was like, "What do I fucking do? I've killed everything." I did the wrong thing, but it was the right thing by accident. I got the scope and I didn't even look at the panel. I didn't even know I needed a wrench. I was just like, oh, scope, sweet. And I looked in the next room and I saw them in the tubes. I said, I'm going to use this card thing and it's going to make me fight these things. I know it. So I just started shooting at them while they were in the thing. <laughs> so anyway, and then you, you shoot them once and they come out and then you kill that one. And then you shoot them and it comes out and you kill that one. So I just like picked each of them off and I was, I was like, oh, they always drop gems. And I walked over and I was like, why did this motherfucker drop a wrench? Is this a joke? <laughs> and then I went so to like the key thing. I was like, oh, I didn't need a wrench. <laughs> yeah, I think Dubs and I are in the same boat. I wasted a good bit of time doubling back because I thought I missed it. And in order to get back, you have to like go back and open a section with a key card. I thought I'd missed something. So I did the same thing. Is that what you did, ended up doing, Dub? Yeah, I went back to like the first regenerator. That that regenerator was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm back here. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the only one that did it correctly. I saw that whole thing. And like before I even finished, it was like the, the rich is in one of the regenerators. I've played too many of these games. I know the weird fucking puzzle and the solution. Well, there's I, there's a there's a, like a log entry in there that's like, oh, we lost a tool because this one escaped or something. Yeah, it gives you the clue. Like, yeah. but yeah. I was just like, I, I just walked into that and then like I saw what was getting ready to happen. I started reading the file. I'm like, oh, it's in one of them. Well, <laughs> what's funny is like I got the scope and I'm like, huh, this is a weird spot to put the scope in. <laughs> so, and then I'm like, I, I go throughout the whole fucking area and I'm just like, wait a second. If <laughs> I go back over there and I like look at the thermal, I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I want to know. I, I have to know because it's it's important and I'm going to judge all of you very harshly one way or the other. What gun did you put the the, the scope for the regenerators on? The, the uh, Oh, I put it on the MP5. What did you put it on, Zach? I used both. I switched between the two depending on okay. what ammo I had and what I was doing. That's why Andy and I are friends. I can no longer talk to the rest of you. (laughs) No, actually, it's it was. I was really frustrated, and I probably should have done it, but I was being stubborn because I was like, I put all my fucking money into this stingray, and it like basically maxed it out. So I was like, well, I'm gonna use a stingray by God. The problem is, if you miss them, and then they start jumping around everywhere, it's gets kind of fucking hard. When they drop to the ground and you're using the stingray, I was like, fuck. And I would oh, just yeah. like run away and wait for them to stand up. Because just yep. fuck it. <laughs> and then whenever you get the one way, or, okay, well, I can kill them at least. Because you can even, uh, there's actually a trophy for it. If you're able to kill multiple of them in one shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I got but, an accident. Uh, 
Yeah, I did too. That's that's how I found out. But I I uh, I've got that. But whenever they go to the next stage where they become uh, the spiky boys, mm-hmm. where they they grow, the, and you got to shoot them in the head. Yeah, become a pain in the ass. Oh yeah, that's that's a huge fucking. It's like makes my nuts fucking itch. I so fucking frustrated. I, the only thing I can think of that I don't I dislike more, and I say dislike in a sense of it's great for the game. I'm glad it's in there. But the only thing I can think of more that I don't like are um, there's there's a similar enemy. It's almost a similar situation in Resident Evil Three when you get to the hospital and you get those weird like frog mutant zombie things. Frog gamma hunters. Hunter yeah. Gamma. Fuck those things from my childhood. Now, I've not finished the remake, uh, three remakes, so I don't know if that part's even in it or not, or if you fight Ooh. enemies like that. <laughs> I, I hope not. But, uh, but yeah, these fuck these things. But in the same vi- uh, vein, I'm glad they're in there. Two things, real quick. One, I might have assumed that that regenerator just ate a wrench. Yeah, this- I guess. <laughs> I wonder that, like, did someone throw the wrench at the guy? Like, what's going on here? He just got hungry and ate a wrench. But two, did you say you just you focused all your upgrade shit on the stingray? Well, not all of my upgrade. I I I had already upgraded my setup. Oh, okay. I was gonna say in order. No, 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 no. I got no. I'm running around with just like base weapons, and then I have like the the other. No, I. I, I'd already upgraded. I'd already maxed out. I'd upgraded the the pistol and uh, and gotten the shotgun to a certain point. And I used that auto rifle a ton in the castle. Like uh, so, yeah. I mean, I did upgrade it quite a bit. It was a priority, but uh, like I always felt like the Magnum was a trap because the Magnum is really strong on its own as is, and it's so fucking hard to have the ammo to to use it. So it's like I'd rather prioritize making my my weapons. I'm gonna have ammo for. And use those first, and yeah. then I can focus on the other. That's that's the way I've, I've always played those types of games. Is like some some weapons are great, but they're a trap. I I tried the uh, Red Nine very briefly, didn't like it, yeah. so I ended up not using it. I used uh, the Blacktail. Got to have the, the stock, brother. The Magnum with the I laser. Stock, I, I got the stock with it. Just didn't like it. I used Blacktail, but the Magnum with the laser pointer. That's from Terminator One, right? Uh, yeah, Killer yeah. Seven is Killer basically seven. an yeah. AMT hardballer with the fucking laser thing on it. Uh, but they're dumb. I, it, I, it's okay because Japan it doesn't is yeah. They call it a Magnum, right? A, for, a yeah, forty-five uh, Magnum. Yeah, it's a I'm 45, like, it's okay because yeah. J- Japan's not allowed to have fun over there. So. That's yeah, true. They, <laughs> they don't know. They make their own shotguns. Like for was... instance, the Glock. You can't put the laser sight on. Get the fuck out of here. That's real right there. See the accessory yeah. rail on the on the gun model. Like it was, ah. it was, it was a balancing thing. It, it, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Oh uh, yeah, I mean if you could put a laser on the on a fucking SMG, you, it'd be way too strong, a, right? If yeah, if you put a laser on the black tail, that's all anybody would fucking use because it takes oh, up yeah. the least amount of space and all that, yeah. all the other stuff. The the stats for it, other than the smaller ammo count. It exceeds every other gun almost, except the red nine in damage. I think. Well, that's why I used it was the the fact that it, I had the space. It, it like having the space was more important because uh, I did. To be fair, early on, I really liked using the um, the I don't remember which one it was. The handgun that I think came with like the the deluxe or whatever. I can't remember. Like Six whatever. Oh, the one with yeah, the extended yeah. mag and stuff. Yeah, they had the extended mag. Like it, it you could use a laser sight on it, and yeah. it was really nice. I, I used it early on, and it got me through a lot. And then when I finally had access to the blacktail, I switched over. But 
Uh, but it was solely because I was running out of room. And it was like that annoying point. And I'll be the person to say it. I I didn't want to deal with any of that shit with, with Salazar or whatever. So I, I definitely RPG his ass. <laughs> I yeah. egged him. I'm proud oh, to say. I didn't find the fucking egg. I was so mad. I didn't find golden eggs. So There's I didn't egg him. of them in the game. And I sold one to satisfy a merchant request. Same. And the second one, I was like, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to try it. And uh, I was really like, it, it's not easy. I was really proud of myself. Like he comes at you and I you know, shot him a bunch of times. And he kind of paused for a second, open the menu, get the egg, hit him with it. And then after that, I took out the riot gun and unloaded a magazine and he died. Like, it was, it was really <laughs> oh, that's no, I didn't find the second egg. So I was like, well, fuck it. I got this RPG and already purchased. Uh, so I'm going to use this. <laughs> that's what and I then... always did in the original. I always because like, you get an RPG as a treasure in the castle. I and always used it. it on Salazar. Same. Same. Yeah. same. <laughs> then I I also used well, I, I mean again I, I used two RPGs in my, my playthrough but this Saddler. was more of like a, I already had the money but yeah I just did the Saddler one that I I didn't use one until the special one for the final boss oh no I, I yeah yeah no. I used the regular one on to beat Saddler before you get the special because you can uh, set him up so that you make him uh, you can stun him and get his eye open and then you just shoot him with the RPG and then it goes to the scene where he becomes the bigger version of himself and you need the special one with the giant red rocket. Yeah, I mean, it, that's once... clearly a joke, right? That's clearly like a, a dog boner. Like, why make it red like that? I don't know. I You guys have heard that term, no, red rocket? rocket. rocket propelled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, rocket propelled. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Once what, bu- did everyone play on just normal difficulty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys didn't play so, on hardcore? No. I don't do that the first time I play any game. Uh, I, I was fucking around. I definitely played normal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got what? killed a lot. I, I died quite a bit. I think it was hard. It's, it was a lot harder than game. the original. I, died a fair amount. I I had a real um, uh, what's the word? Stubborn approach to my weapons loadout. I kept thinking I was going to get a new pistol and just never did. And then when I got the Red Nine, it's like the Red Nine is just genuinely one of my favorite video game guns of all time. So I knew I was going to use it, and I just ended up um, upgrading the starting pistol a whole bunch. And when you max it out, you get the five times critical. Mm-hmm. So after that, it's just every time I needed to do headshots, it came out. But if I needed to do damage, the Red Nine came out. So mm-hmm. I had two pistols, a shotgun, and a rifle. I never futzed around with some. The only time I used a submachine gun the whole game is when I got the MP5. It came with a magazine in it, so I used that, and then I just put it in storage. Well, same, my... same thing with the M4. Used it, emptied it out, and then just put it in storage. I said, no, my, I don't my... need this. I got a Stingray. My strategy, um, because I'm very stubborn, um, because I'm thinking old school Resident Evil. Um, every time when I try to shoot for the head, I always think like that's killer mode, and it does kill them sometimes. But with the remakes, it's like a RNG type of thing. So I noticed that I had to like strategize and shoot them in the leg, and they kind of do like a, a 180 where they turn around, and then you can stab them. That's what I started doing at the late stages of the game. I would shoot them in the leg. They would get down on their knee, and I would stab them. So every time my knives would break, I would get to the merchant, repair it, and just keep on doing that rinse and repeat. Did you you upgrade your knife? Yes. Oh, yeah, that was the first thing. The first thing I did. So much. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I maxed the knife first. I was actually kind of disappointed that I didn't get Me to too. use Krauser's knife very much because yeah, you get it kind of cool right before the next to last chapter. Like that's so uh, yeah. I, I can't wait it. to play this game again because I never used the Punisher, the Matilda. I never used the MP5, the M4. I never used Krauser's knife. I never used an RPG. Like I've got all the stuff I still need to do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Same. 
I'm doing New Game Plus with all the stuff because it, at the end it says, you could do New Game Plus with all those items that you got, but you can't get the S Plus rank. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about S Plus. Yeah, like I was ever going to get that. What, what did you guys end up getting for a grade? A B. B, I think. Yeah, B. Yeah, I got, I got a B. B plus. If that's oh. not just B. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got a plus. Holy shit. Whoa, man. I got a B plus. <laughs> Uh, to no. go back, Raccoon Police Department over here. To go back yeah, on Sadler, yeah. once those bugs showed up, I said, fuck this. And I pulled out the rocket and shot him. I'm like, yes. And then that's when Ada came and yeah. gave me the rocket. Hey, I wanted to talk about the Novista doors or whatever they're called, the bugs. Uh, when they turned up, I was like, oh, fucking goddamn, I forgot about these guys. I'm so pissed off. They're so easy to kill. Yeah. So they are really easy. Two pistol and they give you pistol bullets after you kill them too. Yeah, yeah. two handgun bullets. It, yeah, you literally they're they're they are there to give you handgun bullets and random jewelry that you can sell to buy stuff. It and after nice. I upgraded the red nine fully, if you hit them in the face, they just die. They're just done. It's really funny though because they're easy to kill, but they're also weirdly more dangerous. If you fuck around too much, it will fuck you up fast. Yeah, if they if you let them charge, yeah, you yeah you can. I got insta killed one time. Like it remind, I had flashbacks of when a hunter would chop your head off in the first Resident Evil. That happened. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like my head just flew off, and I was dead. I was like, "God damn, was I that weak?" I thought no, I, I got I got auto killed by uh, the 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 last form of the um, Las Plagas. That like not the scythe one, like the big stupid worm one. The, yeah, where I got insta killed by those motherfuckers like three goddamn times, and it kept being Same. like I'd stagger it. And then the A would come up, and it'd be like, "Oh, you could punch him, dude." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go punch him." And I'd get there just a millisecond too late and be dead. I was like, yep. "I'm not doing this anymore. Screw this." <laughs> Every time one of those would turn up, I'd be like, "Okay, that's left on the D pad. Right gun comes out. Blam, 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 blam." Okay, now I can move on with the game now. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say I channeled my my inner Brock Lesnar in this game because it's a city. yeah. So you were talking about the headshot thing, and you were talking about shooting them and then getting them down and doing the knife. Mm-hmm. But and I don't know if it. I I think it was most enemies though. It, instead of folk like the knife, you could also just grab them and suplex them. And I got to a point where one shot, one handgun shot in the knee and a suplex would kill pretty much anything, and they wouldn't regenerate with the a, a head nonsense. So I I did that a ton. The problem is you can't do it to every enemy because you get overwhelmed. So it was really great for like semi stealth based stuff. If you mm-hmm. couldn't like fully get to them, uh, I did that. Or if I like, fought like a couple enemies at once, I could do it. It's just those hordes. That was the only thing. I, I basically had this, a similar loadout to Andy: handgun, shotgun, rifle. But then uh, I also had the SMG, and it was more of just like a oh uh, to get me out of like just bad, fucked up situations. And then I also had a Magnum. I had I had just a each one as you got them, but I didn't do anything with them i mean i had them there to use because again the magnets are still strong as fuck they're just i mean again you're wasting your time making ammo for them if you find them so be it that's kind of how i treated it it was really helpful against krauser that's another gun i need to to, i never used the broken butterfly or the killer seven i did Uh, i used yeah i used both of them i used both never upgraded them but yeah like i said i just i hoarded my ammo knowing that in the krauser fight that i would probably use it and that's what i did and it was just a lot of just like action commands of dodging and evading parrying and then just when I get a chance to just shoot him in the fucking face with the that Krauser fight is one of the few times in video games I was like man I wish that boss fight was way longer 
And oh my god! So much fun. Was that the first fight? phase of it, where you're like just in that big area and he's shooting and then running over at you and then like disappearing and then shooting at you. That's the, that should have been way longer. The part where you're like getting through traps and stuff, that's kind of cool. And the fight at the end is really cool. But I loved like him being afar and shooting at me and dropping down and like not knowing where he is. That that should have been the whole fight. That's so much fun. Well, that, yeah. felt, that felt like an 80s movie to me with the whole trap thing. Like it was like a Rambo type of thing where you're like, oh, I got to get through this whatever maze to get to the bad guy and stuff. So I I dig that. I want to say the first fight when you're, you know, fighting with the knives and stuff, that's man, cool. way, way better than fucking the quick time. Quick events time. That, yeah. that no, you that's gotten. a fun fight, too. Yeah. And, it's like. Man, I wish because when you play the, the old game, people's complaining about the quick time events. It's like, God damn, I wish I could just play the game. That part is hard. You just, they did it. You, you literally play that part now where you have yeah. a knife fight with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did what everyone wanted. I uh, I felt a little bad though because that's there's that sweet knife fight. And then later, when you're actually fighting him, the last phase before he goes monster mode. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to knife fight him again. Not me, man. I would parry once. Shotgun comes out. Unload the magazine. <laughs> no, that well, that's what I did. I was, but... I was being a little bitch boy. But I was like, fuck this. He's, oh he's no, I would do the same knife. thing. I would evade. <laughs> I'd parry him once or twice, and then I'd just shoot him in the face with the the, the magnum, yep. and then and then kick him, and then I would just repeat that. And I, I think yeah, it didn't take very much to get through that sequence. Uh, I actually, I I bought the final shotgun, like the one with the big drum magazine. Mistake. I should have stuck with the middle shotgun. But yeah, that's that's when I maxed out the middle one. I remember the name. Striker. Striker. Yeah, the strikers. Strikers the move. I think. Well, it's it's nice because I was just using it for crowd control anyway, and that's what the right gun excels at. But it's just I lost that punchiness for bosses and stuff. But Mm -hmm. honestly, uh, I would just take out the rifle, and I, uh, I. The first thing I did on all my guns is max out the power, but I maxed out the firing speed for the rifle. So I, if like something would get staggered, sometimes I'd take the rifle out and just bang, 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 bang really fast. Mm-hmm. That killed a lot of stuff in that game. Yeah, uh, I gotta ask you guys this question because I, I was to the point I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? You know, right before you meet like fight Salazar, you have to go on the scaffolding, yeah, and you have to like slowly walk on the scaffolding. I oh was, like, yeah. I, I, I did the same thing. I definitely ran and what the fuck? I died. And then we realized, yeah, if you run through that, oh. you fall. You have to walk it. I walked back and forth like eight times. And I never, I guess it's because I wasn't running. That's part of the reason it took me so long to beat this game. I never, I, I ran like nowhere. I snuck during parts of the game oh, that sneaking was not required. That's probably just, it, felt like the, it felt like what Leon would do. So that's what I did. I was, oh, I'm fucking. Spooky. Yeah, I beat the game. Like I spent a little bit of time doing I whatever, but I, too. I didn't spend a lot of time like actually playing the game. Like I probably missed some stuff because. I could have explored more, but I definitely just rushed through. I was like, "Do I need to kill this?" Nope, fuck that. Ran and no, no, not me. I was afraid to die. I didn't die as much as I, th- I. Maybe I died more than I, th- I thought I was going to, or I would have playing the the original game. But I didn't die too terribly much, other yeah. than like specific sections. And I rushed through the game. I finished the game really quickly. So. I picked through every corner, every box. I got every treasure on the island, all but one in the castle. And I think I missed like three in the beginning in the village. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I missed a ton of treasures and stuff. I, and I didn't fuck around too much with like the medallion. Like if it was right there in front of me, I did it. But I didn't fuck around with a bunch of treasures and stuff. I did all the medallions. I did all of the uh, merchant requests except two. One of them, I it's like the there's, a big, there's a big scary dog <laughs> running around. You got to go fight it. I just didn't even know how to do that. 
And then I did the big scary monster, the the armored guy in the castle. But then I have to admit, on the island, they're like, if you go back to the lab, there's a big scary monster. Oh, fuck around. that. And I was like, eh, I just kind of want to beat the game. So <laughs> I let I, I, I missed one by accident. I missed one on purpose, but I did all the other requests. So I missed one on accident, and I skipped the other two intentionally. I didn't do the armored one because I wanted just to get through that because it was whatever. But then whenever it told me the lab, I just laughed like I would even go back and fight an even scarier regenerator. That's part of, that's part of what I was thinking. Fuck that. Ashley's with you at that point. I was like, no. That's what it was, right? It was a regenerator that wanted you to I fight? I assume it's in the lab, right? Did you guys fight Zach, it? you did it. I'm no, sure. I, I got annoyed literally. I think I, mi- I think I missed that request, actually. Oh, I didn't really? Even so know. It's near the end of the game. That one. It's like right before the Krauser fight, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like so near the end, and I was like, I don't fucking. You've got I've got Ashley with me. I know it's going to be a pain in the ass because the armor one was hard enough. I died on that one a few times, so I got annoyed with the the one where the the it goes dark and shit, and like the re- regenerator comes out of the garbage and stuff, like because the enemies try to steal fucking Ashley. Oh, that, yeah, that at least once, if not yeah, twice. I, I yeah, noticed, I noticed there was a part where it triggers the regenerator. So what you're, what you I hang did, back and you shot them all as they walked in the door, didn't yeah, you? That's yep. what I did. Yeah, so I, I did that uh, just to make sure that Ashley was fine. And then I fucking, like, ran so that, that that stupid thing could fall off the bridge. But it took me a while because I was getting annoyed because the one thing I hate about uh, these remakes even though I will say it's better aiming than what the original was, is like when you're aiming, I feel like the game is mocking me where they go, oh, you're aiming? And they do this thing where they like dodge. And I'm like, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. I really like um, if after you reload and you put your gun up, a lot of enemies will crouch immediately. I noticed yeah. that playing mercenaries a lot. Like I would zombie- reload and bring a gun up. And like four motherfuckers would all crouch simultaneously. <laughs> even zombies. Has- I'll go ahead, Dubs. Uh, yeah, just to like quickly, even zombies do that, uh, where they just do the like, "Oh, you have a gun on me," uh, and they do that 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 dip, and I fucking hate it all the time. But it's like challenging, so I I get it. For this, the this game has like a super high amount of detail in like the uh, the AI and the physics. Um, I saw a guy who was like, it was like a one of those YouTube shorts or something. Uh, where he was like fucking around with the like, Ganados, and he was like shooting them and like trying to fake them out and shit and shoot them and reload, and it was working. But there was one guy who like acted like he was gonna throw an axe, and he didn't, and he he crouched. He was like ducking and dodging axes and shit. So he, he stopped, and then he he threw it at, at when the guy was standing up, and he hit him. It's like somehow the the in game enemies can like fuck with you like that. I've seen shit where it's like. I swear to God, I'd throw a grenade and somebody threw an axe and stopped my grenade and it landed right in front of me. It's like, oh shit! <laughs> you just oh, have yeah, to get out of there. I had some ninja shit like that happen. Like, kunai nonsense. Like, you need to get the fucking Naruto weeb shit out of here with your fucking axes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely threw a, a light or a flash grenade to try to go off and, and they definitely like threw or did something and just stopped it from going off and it was a dud. I yeah. like that though. I think I it's like, great. Well, I was like, "Well, fuck!" I ran out of there. My butthole clinched, and I ran out of the corner. And I was like, "Regroup, regroup." I've got something wrong with my brain. So, uh, toward the end of the game, especially if someone was about to throw an axe at me, sometimes I would let them because I'm going to shoot that out of the air, and then I would. 
Oh, I you so I would just waste a bullet for no fucking reason. I just, <laughs> I just like to do it. It feels satisfying, and I like it. I thought you were going to say you paired it with your knife like a badass. Nah, like a I, I did that a couple times, but I kept like forgetting that I could parry stuff yeah, with same. the knife. Yeah, it's still you still got to like it's it's a new mechanic, so you still got to get used to it. Uh, right. But like, I got more used to it as I went through the game. Uh, I guess I don't know. Uh, you want to just talk about general. Th- overall thoughts on it like and then we could kind of put it to bed yeah we've been talking about it a while <laughs> oh yeah I mean, we can just yeah we can just move on each per we can talk about individual things we did i if mean you want we'll stop. Oh, go ahead. no i was just gonna say if you want it in depth just watch me and zach when we get to our loss and nightmares and andy and and, and chaz you're welcome to come if you want to do a more in depth i was there for I... the original one so yeah. maybe I, I'm yeah, I'd be down for that. I'm as someone who avidly played in, and and maybe you guys need this because I don't know where the takes are, where you guys land on the game. I I think this game is fantastic. I think that it, in terms of the remakes they have made so far, it has been my favorite of mm-hmm. the the more modern ones. I think it it is just an improvement on what they were trying to do with two, and two was excellent as well. Again, three I just haven't played. I. And I've heard a lot of shade about it. But we've talked about that before. I I, I want to reserve my opinion for when I actually get to sit down and play it. But that all being said, uh, there's just a lot of quality of life stuff that I think that's really good. And again, we're just at that point in gaming where people complain about, oh, well, this wasn't in the, the game before. But the thing is, is it wasn't in the game before because it didn't fucking exist or it just was so difficult to do. Like the if those things existed, then they would have been in the game. However, at the same time, maybe that takes away from the nostalgia of it. I don't know. But in in any case, I love the game. I don't know if it overrides my nostalgia for the original. Because, uh, don't get me wrong, my favorite of all time is still 3. Because that's the very first one I played. And I still remember. Like, it's just the game that made me stay up all night when I was far too young to be doing it. And I pissed yeah. myself. Literally peed myself as a kid playing it. Because it's fucking spiders in that mansion. Uh, but, uh, like four to me on the GameCube, specifically on the GameCube was like one of the best games I'd ever played. Like for the longest time, that was my favorite game for, or one of my favorite games for a very long time, just like as a game itself. Um, and I get the idea that it is different. Um, but that game also helped revolutionize a lot of the way that single story games played. It's important for that reason too. So I don't know if I would say this one's better. Like mechanically and how it handles and the story, oh, it's great. There's so much that's great about this game. Um, and again, it's not in the same vein. It's it's still it's what it is. It's not an Elden Ring or God of War, but at the same time, it's not supposed to be. They're different games, so different yeah. genre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I yeah, this is the Dark Souls of, of Resident Evil. <laughs> of Resident Evil. I was no, going to make a joke about how Chad's like. I just rushed through the game real quick. So like, yeah, because it's not fucking Elden Ring or Dark Souls fucking whack off in every goddamn corner of those games, but you can't be asked to shoot medallions or rats. <laughs> okay, to be fair, again, I played a lot of this game while I was sick. That goes back to Pell Rider. Uh, I actually burned through a lot of this game when I was sick, and I. it's funny. Normally, I'm the person I love to be a completionist. I want to go back. Yeah. I want to do everything, find everything. I usually spend a lot of time doing that in every game I play. This game, I did not give a fuck i ran through it. it like i mean i finished like 11 chapters in like six, less than six hours 
Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, you were burning through it quick then. Yeah, you guys were like, where? Like, I was talking. I was like, I just finished chapter one. That's, and then, like, I don't know, six, seven hours later, I, I, I said I just started chapter two. And then six hours later, yeah, I'm at the end of chapter 11. Like, well, shit, you went through that quickly. Yeah, uh, me, yeah, and, Chaz, I didn't me and Chaz anything. put into overdrive after, like, uh, <laughs> you guys were like, oh, we're almost done with the game. And, and I was, like, playing MLB and stuff. And you guys were just like, fucking play the game. I'm like, okay. Well, I was <laughs> done. I've been done. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't had a chance to check out Mercenaries yet. I'm excited to go back and do another playthrough because that's actually what's fun about this the replay, the the replayability of the really of a lot of Resident Evil games for the most part is up there. But that's this a big one, part of that, that whole series is the replay value of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to go back and play and try the other games and put on the other silly costumes. I had uh, the scene girl Ashley with blue hair, and I use <laughs> I use the casual Leon. For the game with sunglasses, so he looked ridiculous. He's wearing sunglasses at night, <laughs> shooting at stuff. I didn't uh, unlock any costumes for me until after I beat the game. Oh, mine came with like the what, the edition I bought or whatever. I don't uh, know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because I'm cool. I spent ten extra dollars or something. Yeah. I like the uh, way the characters look. I just kind of liked to play it regular. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought the the models looked fine. I just when I had a choice, I was like, "Oh, this this will be funny," and I played it and you run around with scene girl Ashley. It was hilarious. A really stupid uh, observation I had: I like Ashley better with the jacket. I kind of do too. I think oh. I like Leon better with his jacket too. Everyone should. I jacket. always did. I always did. I was like, "God damn it, they stole my jacket!" In Resident they stole 4. my was... fucking jacket. And uh, Luis's jacket also kicks ass. So basically, Amazing. all the jackets Amazing. in this game rule. I want yeah. all the jackets. Uh, shout out to the uh, uh, the voice actress for Ashley. She was bearable in this fucking uh, bearable, bearable. Uh, yeah, and I I also want to shout out that out of all the remakes, I dig the Ashley side mission more than the Sherry and uh, the Ada Wong in in Resident Evil Two. Oh, uh, fuck that there. side mission. You can ask Zach. I hated that side. You were there for that. that was oh, yeah, the I remember I was that. But that was the thing that kept me from beating it until I had Zach to help you beat it. Together. <laughs> I just was getting so annoyed. We got through it, and then I we polished the rest of the game right there. I like the it was a personal joke. <laughs> I just thought it was a Scooby Doo mission. <laughs> and I'm like, it, oh, she's got, I, I, it was kind of cool. I have the lantern, and like they're freezing. I, it was very tense. Like, uh, like Scooby, these nights are going crazy, man. I know that. I know they never would have done this, but what would have put that over the top was uh, in the original RE4 when you play Ashley's segment. It had fixed camera angles. If they could have mm-hmm. somehow made that work with fixed oh, camera that angles, oh man, that would have been so cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been cool, but I get why they didn't because it's like it's, explore it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And my final thoughts is, I'm totally different. Um, I did not like the original when it first came out because I wasn't a fan of it, but. Uh, I do like this better than your original. Um, I know a lot of people can be like, well, you, you don't know what you're talking about. It just, it's a personal thing. Uh, I yeah. just, I, zombies are my thing. Um, definitely this game, Resident Evil 4, I think they finally hit the, the chemistry of, uh, getting the remakes down really well. Number one thing, don't cut shit. They got, yeah. they learned from Resident Evil 3, don't cut shit. And they kept things in there. And I think they need to follow that through. Um, <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do next. Uh, I kind of liked what Zach was talking about, where we get Resident Evil 1 and 0 at the same time, where we get Alpha and Bravo stars teams and, and play mm-hmm. it that way. 
Uh, but what it looks like based off of the end credit scene is that they're talking about Resident Evil 5 because he's like billions. Billions. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely what it is. You can get Chris and punch him boulders and shit. I yes. didn't get to finish my, my take. I want to get back oh, to No, you're fine. Uh, so for me, I don't know if I can personally say I'm, I'm going to like this over the original, but again, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. That being said... I would definitely recommend this game over the original for someone who is new to the series or hasn't played either game, uh, just because the obvious. Like it's just a much more palatable way to play it. I think this game is great. It excels in so many ways mechanically. Unless someone is just like really steadfast on I, I want to play older games and try. They don't care about the 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 different things that you may or may not have because becoming a a spoiled gamer, so to speak. Uh, I would. I would recommend uh, this version of it. I think it's great. Also, I think I would stand to say the Krauser fix, like the fight that we get with Krauser now, might be my single favorite change any remake of any game I've ever played has made. I absolutely love that fight. The, the, that fight is so much better than it was in the old games. I, I just did not like that QTE bullshit back then. And it's like the only low point for me, at least in that, that game, is that those QTEs were eh. And knowing what they become, it's garbage. But they did such a good job fixing that and making that those boss fights so much better. And I don't think any other remake of any game I've ever played has done that specifically with something and made it so much better than what it was. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe Mr. X is pretty cool, too, that whole idea with Resident Evil 2. I think um, he's better in, in RE2 Remake because in Resident Evil oh, yeah. 2... He dies like super easily, except for like two fights. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, and again, it's. I think that's the thing, though. Is it's. I'm not saying so much that it's like this is the greatest thing they've ever done. It's more just yeah. like the biggest improvement, I guess. Like, yeah, com- comparing other games and remakes that I've played, I guess. Like, um, again, Final Fantasy VII. I don't count because spoilers. It's not really a remake. Um, but uh, you didn't hear that from me. Uh, I know, mind blown. Don't worry, the people that wrote Pell Rider didn't didn't write that script. But uh <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway. David Lynch did. Yeah, Whoa. maybe. Maybe. Explain yourself. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I can't think of any other game where I've played something and I, I had such a different take in a positive way on a specific element of it. But Anyway, I'll, I'll stop yammering on again. More more detail. I'm actually looking forward to joining you guys on Lost and Nightmares. If if Man. things work out, be exciting to talk about. Cool, Andy. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'll keep mine short because uh, honestly, this is one of the few. Usually, when a remake comes out, it either usurps the old one, or um, I'm like, oh, I'll just play the old one. This this new one sucks. This is one of the few instances where I see myself playing both. I'm gonna play the old version again. I'm gonna play this version again. Same. Uh, this game's really, I mean, it's just fantastic. They just amplified everything I liked about the original. It's just a really, really, and it's that perfect length too, about 20 hours. Just such a satisfying gameplay experience. So I don't know. See, see, 20 he's hours. There's nothing really to add. Yeah, if you actually do other things. Holy (laughs) shit. I don't want to say I spent less than 10 hours playing in my my run-through, but holy shit. You say you enjoy it, but, like, did you? (laughs) It was a bit of a fever dream, but I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I look forward to going back and playing it in in that weird, meticulous way. We we enjoy games very different. I'm, like, enjoying, like, 
the story and the voice acting and the story like oh, I didn't or, skip enjoying, anything. Like, I all, watched the scenes. All the like you know the, the minutia of like game design and like oh this is clever they put I this skipped over that here. shit. Fuck oh I, I forgot about the, the vipers there's only one on the whole island no like, no here's here's how I did just it just like the way the maps loop back on each other and the way they've improved a lot of stuff it's just I don't know I I, I just like enjoy a game like the end I isn't did, what I want I want to play the game it's fine I did minimal exploring I did like the shooting gallery once and then said I ah, fuck this I'm not dealing with it anymore I'm done with it. I I watched all the scenes, but I learned a very important lesson. Unless there's a very specific thing where they like basically tell you, okay, you have to kill everything that you're you're fighting. I learned a long time ago. Fuck that! I'm saving ammo. If I can run, I'm running. If I gotta kill it, I'll kill it, and so be it. It's okay so, to to counter the, to counter this. Uh, Speedrunners can beat this game in like uh, two and a half hours somehow. Yeah, yeah you, I believe you, that. that. That makes sense. That sounds about right. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they just do some crab walking nonsense, and yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a couple of scenes like when the, the troll is on the castle tossing shit at you. You could shoot the like the the boulders, uh, whatever that thing that's holding the gate. You could shoot those to get uh, through the castle quicker. Hmm. And you know the part where you get the head of the uh, for the the I forgot the snake head or whatever. One of those yeah. heads. You know the the platform. You could throw a grenade. So you can kill that guy that brings the platform down, and the platform will stay up, and you can get the head and just oh, bounce out. That's, really? a, that's yeah. not even a trick from the new one. Those are tricks from the old one, too. If you see a guy in red, I just remembered that. It's just If you see a guy in red before he starts making chanting bullshit and a scene happens, you, you, just fucking, you fucking kill that guy, because if you don't, he's going to make your life miserable. <laughs> and yeah. that is uh, the other thing too. I felt badass about is I knew when I got to the moment where I was going to be in the room with the bells and the the fucking Wolverine freak things were out running around. I finished that whole sequence in like less than two minutes. I didn't fuck around. Immediately, I took the stingray out. I shot a bell. They ran in. I fucking shot uh, them in the back, and then immediately threw light grenades and killed them all. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't fuck with it. It was like it was a big nope, and it's just more of the trauma that I went through as a child, being like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I know this, I know what's gonna happen, this gonna be bad. So I think that's again, it's not like I'm playing a game for the first time and just like, like there's a lot of this that does hold up from playing the old one. So I just like, oh yeah, I remember this part, I remember this, and then I got to where Salazar. We didn't talk about this. Salazar's voice, that is something. My voice. Uh, Mr. Kennedy, it, it, it's kind of the same, but it, it, I can't remember the guy that has the mustache. I miss him calling me on the radio. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, though. <laughs> I know it never made sense. I just I miss like, your right hand comes off. Like I just miss. Yeah, that's that shit's yeah. great too for a different yeah. reason. Well, they replaced yeah. it with it being on the loudspeaker, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of there. It's still uh, I don't know. It's just like I said, I'm gonna play both versions. Both versions got stuff I, I want to play. Again. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's they're great. But sorry, I got back into all my stuff. I'll save all this more. I will say nothing else about the game. Zach, what about you? Yeah, you guys over overran me. I got <laughs> one more thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, basically, uh, I really like it. Uh, I uh, I find that people's opinion on it seems to depend on like how they reacted to the original. I liked the original. Uh, I didn't like it as much as a couple of other games in the series, but it's, I still think it's like one of the best entries in it. Uh, my whole th- complaint with the original was it was just a little too, uh, too much, too much action, too much, not enough horror. There was some there. People act like there's none, but there was some, 
And they ramped up basically all the stuff uh, that was missing from the original, in my opinion, which was like more story, more horror, more survival. So I like I think I like this a little bit better than the original, but I'll always play the original because it's different. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. why it's like so some people I've seen have like these fucking takes, these all or nothing takes about these remakes and the original games. It's like I'll never play these, these, these old games suck, or the, the new remakes suck. Uh, no. And it's like, they, and then if the remake comes out and it's bad, they act like it's it's ruined. It's like, it's like deleted the old one for some reason. I'm like, you can just play the old one. It still exists. Yeah, like and Resident Evil 3. Like, God damn it, it's ruined. You can't they, acted like, they acted like they killed your whole fucking family in fucking Once Upon a Time in the West. It's like, it's still there. <laughs> you can still play it, guys. It would be fine. Yeah, especially in this case, because you can play Resident Evil 4 all over the place. Oh, yeah, you can play it on the Zebo. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, I'll save a lot more of my thoughts for the uh, actual uh, thing we're going to do in Lost oh. Nightmares. And another little Easter egg before we move on. Go in the throne room of Sal- Salazar, sitting on the throne, and Leon's like, not can't rest anymore get up <laughs> and it tells you to get up and move along <laughs> so i thought that was a nice touch all right yeah so remember lost nightmares when we finally do record it uh it will have all four of us if yeah if they're, if they're available uh, we're basically yeah. gonna we're gonna give it a month right we're we'll yeah see. give it about four weeks to see if the dlc is gonna come out and i kind of want to do another run in hardcore just so that i could because remember the whole uh, ink ribbon thing, I uh-huh. want to I want to see if, if that holds up to my argument that I'm gonna make on it. So I'll, I'll do that on hardcore and see what happens. You guys played mercenaries except for Chaz. He said he didn't. I haven't I, yet. Yeah, I have. I, Playing as Krauser is so fucking much fun. I, I know, that. right? <laughs> like I was like, oh, he only has a bow and an SMG. This is gonna suck. No, it rules. I love it. <laughs> no, you know what this this thing that made me go, oh shit, was like when you use his knife. When you fucking see his knife attacks, you can just I, I was like killing motherfuckers left and right with yeah, just the knife. Like the thing, you just stagger him with the, the submachine gun and run in there and just slash with the knife and just kill guys. It's so satisfying and fun. <laughs> oh, so great. And then when the big dudes come out, you blow them up with arrows. Hunk is also fun. Uh, he, can, fun too. he can instant kill anything if you stagger it. Just just so you know. <laughs> I did not know. Is mm-hmm. it the neck breaker thing? Oh, yeah, I did that a couple times, but it was just on, like, regular Ganado losers. I, I just can, thought it was a cool animation. You could do it to the chainsaw guys. If you stagger them, you really? go up there and go, done. Oh, that's cool. I did not know <laughs> oh, that. shit. Okay. Mm. Everybody plays different mercenaries. It's something else I like, too. It's improved a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, Punk has the best, whatever, action mode or whatever, where you click mayhem. the six. He just has it, mayhem mode. That's Because he just has an infinite magazine. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, I didn't play any other games. Uh, as far as watching shit, uh, I watched Picard episode nine and uh, Ark episode eleven. I what, had Why do you watch Picard? Uh, not a real Star Trek fan would Dude, watch that, it. That, <laughs> I can tell that guy didn't watch anything. Uh, one of the things I know is, uh, listen, there is a lot of woke stuff out there, but there is people that will be like. Uh, this this is still woke, even though this season was really good. 
I know when things are good when even the people that I watch that usually report on woke shit and stuff are like, this is fucking amazing. And then you had that one guy who's like, I'm not going to do it. It's stupid. Uh, that was one of the guys that was stupid. See, uh, how come you can be like that with Star Trek, but you can't be like that with Marvel or DC? Because Terry Metalis, uh is, I know his, his run with Star Trek. He cares. He talked to the people and said, hey, I want to, you know, get this right instead of being like you're all fucking misogynist uh straight white males and stuff and so, i fucking hate you so if they just got back people that you know were actually talented and you know tried would that would that fix it for you basically it would have to be a consistent <laughs> and it would Try. have to be it would have to be uh apologetic I thing. agree. I mean, I agree with you to the extent. It, yeah. we're, we're just referring to like we had a little off off camera I, chat. Trust me, I knew that this was going to come up when I talked <laughs> about it, so I was ready for that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Are you guys going to watch it, or can I? Pretty much, I kind of do want to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry to ruin your thing here. But... Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you because it's that good. So no, uh, I've been seeing stuff about it. It's but it was the ninth episode the final one? No, the next week is the. Okay, I saw I saw some people saying, "Oh, the finale is gonna be so good or some shit." I don't know. Well, they, I'm not gonna ruin it. Just watch it. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. It, even though it does that like memory berries nostalgia thing, it does it in a right way where I'm just like, "Hey, it's good." It, it it backs it up and it's not being like, "Hey, do you remember this?" They do. "Hey, you remember this?" But yeah, it's part of the sometimes story. Sometimes that's what I want. Like I don't always want to have you know ribs and lobster sometimes i just want a bag of potato chips you know yeah fuck yeah man you get fucking doritos that new that new flavor that you guys like or you ever have holy shit that new flavor so good the, the was barbecue, the barbecue doritos? One? yeah hey. the barbecue and they just I didn't like them that the, much they put <laughs> it on the twisty fritos oh they're so good you ever had the lays kettle cooked mesquite barbecue yeah chips? that's good that's good yeah they're Those good some fucking good shit yeah <laughs> we're doing, if, we're giving, if we're giving potato chip shout outs uh shout out to the canadians but they're all dressed oh oh, man what happened to those dude all dressed pretty good they're still around you can just find them it's kind of like the queso ones that they're only sold certain places or yeah queso ruffles are also uh a shout too i think mexico felt left out potato chip review podcast i think trouble little potato chip uh (laughs) (laughs) won't last very long spoilers they're we're fat they're all pretty good we'll eat them all (laughs) i I actually do have a new non-chip obsession uh lately when i'm making my big drives back from columbus i stop at sheets and i get andy caps hot fries oh hot fries why why can't you buy them everywhere like they they're only like some places, and even then, they only have certain size bags. They got them at Wawa. Everywhere. Uh, it's always either to like it's enough to feed a mouse, or you're going to feed an entire family of elephants. Exactly right. Yeah, it's either like <laughs> not enough, or like I don't fucking need this much. Like, hey. <laughs> and like when you have the hot fries, your nose is running, but you're just like, I don't want. I just not, keep on eating. So good. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying the other ones. The ranch ones are good. The cheese ones are fine. I can't find the barbecue ones anywhere. They used to have like a bacon and cheddar. I used to like those a lot. No, I've uh, had those. That was like way back in the day. I don't even know if they make them anymore. But the ch- yeah. I think now they just have the cheddar fries instead. But mm-hmm. which they've been around for a while. So the mild for the pussies that can't handle the hot fry, mm-hmm. but myself included. But, yeah, no, I mean the hot, the hot fry. I, I like the hot fry a lot, but sometimes in a long car ride, it's the ranch fries for me. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. <laughs> uh, 
final thing that I do want you got if you have a Apple TV free trial, watch the Tetris movie. Fuck, I really want to watch it. It's yeah. really, really fucking good. Now, all, all you, all the people out there, like, it's not the right uh, story and stuff. It's it's dramatized, but I will say this: uh, uh, what's his fucking name? He- Henry uh, Hank uh, Rogers uh, and Alex. I don't know how to say his Rus- Russian name. Petre- Petrov, whatever his name is, the guy who created Tetris, said that apparently. Even though it was dramatized, it was accurate in a way uh, how the film portrayed what happened. But it's very James Bond espionage stuff that happens with uh, uh, Hank Rogers trying to get the uh, rights to Tetris and how they got uh, Alexis out of Russia and stuff. But they do, they one, their soundtrack is fucking amazing. Uh, two, I like the transitions that they do. They're very pixelated. Even like when there's like a car chase that's happening in the film. Yes, there's a car chase. Like it when it hits when the cars hit something, the whole car turns into like eight bit. It's it's fucking cool. Uh, but I had I had fun. Like this this movie's probably my favorite movie of 2023 so far. Oh, I want to watch it real bad. Like yeah. I might just get a trial just to watch just that. Yeah, uh, usually check like. I want to uh, watch Severance too. Severance is a really good show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 again, that's another thing I don't want to spoil. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows the Tetris story, but just the way it's so, uh, told on in on the. Do movie, they succeed? Yeah. Do they bring it to the West? Oh, I don't know. You're gonna have to find out. <laughs> the Soviet Russia fucking fall. I guess you gotta watch the movie. This is uh, like it's unrelated, but it's it was the time when someone was complaining on Facebook that they went and watched uh, Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, and they were really <laughs> upset with the ending because they didn't expect it. And I'm like, well, sounds like you all school. Thank you for that, <laughs> you fucking idiot. What do you think was gonna happen? I really thought he was a vampire hunter. It's like, I, those, <laughs> it's like those videos where you see people asking people questions on the street. Where's Australia? I think it's. Pre- I'm pretty sure it's like near Africa. I don't know. <laughs> How many countries can you name? Uh, Texas, Philadelphia, uh, Great Britain, the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's all I've done. Um, like I said, I've been doing a lot of job hunting, and obviously, I did a job interview, but. Uh, watch Tetris. I don't care how you watch it, on the seas or trial. Uh, but Andy, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I I don't know why, but I watched the movie Twins. Mm. <laughs> 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 the Google Docs. I was like, do you mean the Arnold and Danny DeVito movie? That's the one. That's the one I watched. Yeah. I've nice. never seen it before, and they just added it to Netflix. And you've never watched it? Oh, it's even better. I've never once seen that movie before. I, oh I, wow! I I, uh, I got home at like three in the morning, so I slept in kind of late. But the dog doesn't let me sleep in too late, so I just kind of felt shitty. I just wanted to watch like something dumb, so I put on Twins, and hey, the movie's okay. <laughs> it's got its moments. Um, I also watched, uh, also on Netflix, a movie called Booba. <laughs> it's German. It's like an offbeat kind of dark comedy. Uh, not kind of dark, a very dark comedy. Uh, it's all right. It's kind of. It's got its moments, but ultimately, it's just kind of whatever. It, uh, this guy thinks um, he like believes in the idea of karma so outrageously that uh, if anything good happens in him, something bad happens to his brother. 
So he in, has a lot of pain inflicted on him on purpose so that his brother is okay. And then they get wrapped up in like the mob and a bunch of wacky stuff happens. It's okay. It's an all right movie. Um, okay. Uh, now I need you guys to buckle up because I'm about to talk about a fuckload of F1 stuff and none of you is going to like it. Huh, what? No, hold on just a second. Uh, Man, I, mute. I, oh, get I out of here, you bitch. But uh, there wasn't even a race this week. That's part of part of why I had to watch a bunch of other stuff, though, is um, I guess they're in – I've heard it called the spring break, but I think just coincidentally this year there's this big gap in between Australia and uh, – I don't remember what's next. Azerbaijan, maybe? Um, so I watched every single video that a YouTuber has made about F1 – called a uh, rocket rocket powered mohawk he's a scottish guy and uh he cusses a lot he talks about one fucking hilarious i i really love his videos and i like wanted to share them with you guys but you're not gonna know what the fuck he's talking about so i just kept it to myself you're welcome um i was so desperate to watch a race i watched the german grand prix from 2010 just because i have the f1 streaming service and it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, the wwe nonsense you can watch all the old yeah. stuff too so uh, I watched it specifically because there's like a meme moment that comes from that race. Back then, uh, you weren't the rules said that you weren't allowed to issue team orders to your drivers. You can only talk about like, oh, there's something wrong with the car, or tires, or oh, box, box, box coming to the pit. Um, they're allowed to now. They're allowed to say stuff like, oh, we want you to let your teammate pass, or we want this other stuff. But at the time, that wasn't allowed. But they wanted. Um, I can't remember his first name. I think it's Felipe. Felipe Massa. They wanted Massa to let Fernando Alonso pass. Alonso is like becoming like my favorite driver. He's he's driving now, but uh, they wanted to let him pass. So his the they kept getting on the radio and telling Massa Fernando is faster than you, and they said it like three times, and now it's like a joke. But uh, they were trying to tell him <laughs> let Fernando pass you, you idiot. But he wouldn't do it. <laughs> Fernando ended up winning the whole race, of course, and. Um, I started watching the most recent season of F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix, which is a big part of the reason that shows or that uh, the race is becoming more popular in the United States. Is that show is just outrageously good. Like, I still re- highly recommend it to anyone. Um, the mo- like, don't watch, don't start at season one. Just watch season five. It's about last year. You don't really need to know much except the fact that the previous season ended with a, a ton of controversy, and they go over that in the first episode. But um, there's a lot of drama. It deals with uh, Mercedes and Red Bull right off the bat. Episode three is about Ferrari, so that's like all the best teams. And like episode two has like a huge wreck in it that's really dramatic. And uh, it's it's kind of funny because if you've seen all the races, you know how they end and you know how the rate the wreck turns out and stuff. But I don't know. They make it really dramatic and, and interesting. The show's extremely good. Like if someone would just watch that show, I'd have someone to talk to about F one, and it would goddamn it would help me so much. I mean, I talk to my dad about it all the time. I don't have any friends I can get into it. But still, someone, come on, just watch like the first couple episodes of Drive to Survive. You'll see. You'll like it. Hmm. But that's all. I watched a bunch of that stuff. All right. Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Well, I played Control, and I beat it. Yay. You um, controlled. I did. Uh, that was actually a line. She was like, I'm in control now, bitch. She didn't say <laughs> bitch. I just I added the bitch part. <laughs> so don't you guys throw in that implied. sentence enhancer? Right. <laughs> yeah, you, the script needed a sentence enhancer. But um, 
Uh, really cool game. Uh, I will say I thought that the end the end of it felt a little flat, like in the story, like what happened. That's Remedy Games for you. Is it? Yeah. Because this is my first one I've played. Uh, and I didn't realize these, same, these are the same people who did like Max Payne. I, I didn't know that. Actually. The only ending I actually really liked was Quantum Break. Uh, I, but I have Quantum Break. I haven't played it yet. It, it's it's a mixed bag. I there's some things I like and hate about it, but every ending of Remedy, I, I guess the only one that like I give leeway to is Max Payne. Hmm. Is Max Payne's fucking awesome? Did Alan Wake in that way? Was did it have kind of a flat ending? Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm still really interested in playing it. So. Oh yeah, it has a connection to Control, which I never played Control. So we're gonna do a, a, a swapsies. Yeah. So you I'm should play do... Control, and I'll play Alan Wake. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Get it, uh, but yeah, cool game. Uh, I I got into the DLC, which I already said I finished the Alan Wake DLC. Uh, I, there's a second one I'm gonna do, and then I'll I'm basically I, I'm done with it. Though. Uh, I'm also been playing WWE 2K23 some more now since I I beat Control, mm-hmm. and I I've beaten Resident Evil 4, but I'm gonna go back to it at some point. But like I'm. I'm in good standing, so I, as far as I'm concerned, I can move on to other games. <laughs> and, uh, I started doing the My Rise mode because I never did that. Like I didn't do it with the last one. I didn't fuck around with like the single player modes that much. Uh, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna do this. And they have like two stories basically. Like either you do a male superstar and you're just some nobody, or you do a female uh, wrestler who you're, you're a legacy. Uh, wrestler now it's like you're you're like second generation so people pick on you more and see where you're you're with girls it's even worse <laughs> no it's actually been kind of funny like i don't know like they they uh it's been entertaining there is rest i'll say this it's like they somehow come up with a way in the writing to like make it in kayfabe make sense somehow so even more so sometimes than what WWE or AEW does. <laughs> I just, I every time like when you end a match and stuff, and you have to go and like just choose adventure thing where you have to like choose a path and stuff uh, as far as who you want to wrestle and what storyline you want to do. I just miss the old WWE versus SmackDown where you just like roam the area and then find the wrestlers, or like SmackDown. Here comes the pain where you go around and then you find fucking. Uh, praise the Lord, uh, D- Devon. Uh, you, you fight Reverend Devon in the bowels of the building. Yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> some shit. But I no, just missed that. They they kind of have that in this. You're just not really roaming around. It's like it just plants you in a room, and basically anybody that you would interact with is standing there. Or mm. since this is like the modern era where people fuck around on their phone and shit, you can like check your DMs or, or, or see shit on social media and, and cause things to happen there. A whole a whole quest, a, a storyline happened based off of that where somebody was, was uh, DMing me on my Twitter and they were creeping mm. because, because I'm a hot girl wrestler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, All right, you, could be, you could be nice or you could be an asshole. And I was just like, listen, I understand you're a fan, but like, come on, I got things to do. <laughs> they asked like a million questions and then it got to a point where apparently this same person is harassing other people <laughs> and it turned into this 
thing where it's like, if you want to find out who I am, meet me at the Raw and so-and-so before the show starts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I fought uh, an actual wrestler. I fought Cora Jade. She's in NXT right now. Mm-hmm. And then I beat her ass. And then it's, it's like, she goes, so you're the one that did this. And then I'm like, no, you were the one that did it. Wait a minute. Just <laughs> compare texts, and it, it spirals out into a whole storyline or something about somebody fucking with everybody in the roster, like through social media. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. I, don't know, hearing, I, I thought it was funny. It's funny hearing Shawn Michaels fucking voiceover though. <laughs> oh, I haven't. I haven't heard him yet. Uh, like the only person I heard, I I saw Sammy. And it was weird because he was kind of doing lines like he was still like the conspiracy theory, Sammy. Mm-hmm. Not like not like how they present him, like where he's Sammy Uso, Sammy Zayn now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, it feels kind of dated. They must have recorded that shit like way before the storyline started. Well, yeah, they have uh, they have uh, Dominic Mysterio when he's wearing the, the his bodysuit before he becomes prison dom. Before he becomes prison dom and he becomes awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's been. I'm having fun with this this mode actually. Uh, it's 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 cool. Um, also watched. Uh, I guess I'll continue the wrestling thread for a minute. Uh, I watched. I I resolved to watch some really old wrestling after uh, the stuff that happened at WrestleMania and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go as far back as I can." And uh, I found on the Peacock, the oldest thing I could watch was a a WWF show from Madison Square Garden in June 30th, 1973. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I watched that, and it was interesting. <laughs> like, I would not say, objectively, it is a good show, uh, but there were some names on it. Uh, like Georgie Animal Steel was in there, and, and he was in the main event with Pedro Morales, who was the champion at the time. Uh, and I was like, "Oh boy, I'm going to see Georgie Animal Steel when he was like a, more of a serious heel." And it was like a bullshit three minute match. <laughs> it was a mm-hmm. letdown. Like he the, the the match got stopped because he was bloody. Uh, he got he got split open in the match, so they stopped it. So they even had match stoppages back then. Huh. Uh, it's not new. But uh, the best match was like with was between two guys I'd never heard of, and it was actually like decent. Uh, but I think the standout for me was the fact there's two things. Vince McMahon did commentary all by himself. Vince Jr. Was that typical? <laughs> At that point, yes, because like Vince, because this is 1973, so Vince is like just doing whatever he can get into at that point, hmm. and so he'd been actually he's. I didn't realize he was doing commentary that far back, though, is the thing. So that was like, yeah, I, th- I thought it was just like the late 80s, early 90s. He must have no. had a little baby face. He did. Yeah, he did. If you find really old pictures of him. <laughs> but uh, he would do interviews, and uh, he, I guess he even did commentary. But um, I saw Mr. Fuji when he was a wrestler. That was like the most interesting thing. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't actually know Mr. Fuji was a wrestler. Uh, but it was funny because they, they, he did this thing. He had a, a partner named Professor uh, Tanaka. You could say Professor X. I like Professor, <laughs> no, <laughs> Professor Toru Tanaka. And they would both do this thing because they're both Japanese where they, they do a ritual where they have like salt 
then they throw salt in each corner of oh, the yeah, ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And it's to, they're like, and Vince is like, it's to ward off evil spirits, I believe, or something. And then both times, both guys had a match separately on this show. Some old lady would come up, would be allowed to come up to the ring and just swept the salt away and yelled at the Japanese men. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here, go back to Japan. And she's like cleaning up the salt, like ruining their ritual or some shit. She was just allowed to do that. <laughs> I've heard stories, though, about like um, fans that would go to the garden shows all the time and would sit really close to the front row, how it was basically like they were like special guests pretty much. It got to a point. Uh, so I guess that's what that was. But Mr. Fuji was cool because uh, he did what I like to call the Oriental tit hold. <laughs> because that's just what it like. Listen, some old things from wrestling don't hold up. Some some moves and stuff, like you know the the spinning toe hold. That sucks. I can't buy that as a wrestling move. Uh, this is another one where it's basically just imagine I'm gonna grab you your outer pectoral region, and I'm gonna hold it. And that's going to just stop you, and you're going to be in such horrible pain that you can't punch me in the face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he, did, he did that to Chief Jade Strongbow. He had him in the Oriental tent hold for five minutes, and he could not move. And I was like, I, this, this sucks. I like Mr. Fuji, but this sucks. <laughs> I can't buy this. <laughs> Turns out but, wrestling has been shit for ages. Yeah, so, you know, the people that go like, man, you know, all the old wrestling is better. No, not all of it. There's still some things that suck. Um, well, that's why but, the 80s and, like, the 90s were, like, the golden age of wrestling. There's, there's, there's yeah. still shit things there, too. Yeah, yeah, Hulk Hogan's the greatest wrestler of all time. He's never done anything wrong, and he made wrestling the, the, the best thing it's ever been. That's what he'll tell you, brother. But yep. no, <laughs> the, best thing, the best thing Fuji did, though, was uh, he, I think, Strongbow irate him. And he did this shit where, like, he, he it was the best sell I ever saw for an irate. He was like, ah! And he started, like, fucking shaking, and he would, like, swing wildly. Like, he was punch drunk, and he was missing. Yeah. But he would swing so hard, he flung himself across the ring. Yeah. And he would get up, and he did it again. He did it, like, three times. It was, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but that was cool. Um, uh, I'm going to watch some more. Uh, but, yeah, so far, it's this is just, like, an experiment. But uh, I'll watch some more Outlaw Star. I'm getting through that. Yeah. Enjoyable so far. It's picking up more now that, like, uh, they've kind of figured out how to run the ship and uh, Gene's actually gone back out to space. Um, I also finished reading uh, uh, Catwoman Volume 2 by uh, Jim Balant. Good stuff. Good, good 90s, mid-90s uh, crime stories. Because this isn't; these aren't crime fighting stories. These are crime stories, you know. Because she does crimes. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> Elena Kyle. They they did a thing uh, though where they at the end of the book they had a the annual from that year. And uh, if you're not familiar, uh, books would typically have like an annual issue, and it would be like a supersized issue. 64 pages. Yeah, which it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. But um, they did it where it was like year one. Like it was based out of like the stuff that was going on in Batman year one. Hmm. And it kind of just showed like what was going on with her at the time. And it was really interesting. Uh, it, 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 
it's the first time I've seen anybody try to explain why she's so good at martial arts. I've never seen that before. Because you know how it's just like, why is she so good at fighting? She's just like some chick. You don't really know that much about her background. Uh, right. it <laughs> Crime. <laughs> but like, uh, she kind of bumbled into like fighting with some ninja thief motherfucker and kind of like fucked up his job. And she followed him out of spite because he basically kind of kicked her ass and called her a filthy woman. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and like she followed him, tailed him to like this weird secret dojo or some shit. And the guy that was the master there basically was like, I like you fucking, I'm going to teach you shit too. And it felt, it felt appropriate. It felt like something you would see in year one. It was cool. Um, hmm. Uh, and I guess since everybody likes to do a random thing that's just totally unrelated uh, and may not interest anybody, Bring do you up. guys do you guys remember yo-yos? Sure yeah. do. Yeah, you, those do, are things. Were, were you into yo-yos any? Like, remember, like in the the late '90s when like Yo Mega kind of came out? And no, like I had a cheapo like Fruits Pharmacy yo-yo or some shit. But I had the one. I remember the kids at school had like two hundred dollar yo-yos. And stuff. Yeah, yes. I have that. I had a Duncan, but it was like a cheap one. Like, yeah. So. That, so the yo-yos didn't turn into like the big trend until like I, I was in sixth grade in middle school. Uh, and everybody was doing yo-yos and they had the Yo-Mega yo-yos and I just had like the Duncan, the standard, mm. the butterfly and I think like... A, yeah, the uh, butterfly. That's, that's what I had that because it, it like had a recess for your finger. That's right. And, mm-hmm. and I had the Imperial, which is like the standard one. And uh, they were like, check this out. And they go... That fucker sleeps for like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't do that. So, of course, I had to get a Omega yo-yo, and I got several. I was digging through some of my old stuff, and I found them. See, this this is a... Uh, oh, this yeah, is that, a, that's exactly the same one I had back in the day. That's what he's X, talking about. This yeah. is an X-Brain. It's sweet. It's got ball bearings and shit in it. <laughs> Dude, it, like, <laughs> it's kind of wild, like, in our childhood time, we, we were bothering our parents for Pokemon cards and yo-yos. fucking yo- yo-yos and shit. My and dad now, was like, "What's wrong with the Duncan?" I was like, "It doesn't. It it only, it only sleeps for a second, and it doesn't go." Yeah, dude, that that <laughs> satisfying sound and shit, and like doing the cradle and all that stuff. It was I've got a, a saber wing. This is another one of my old Dun- uh, Yomegas. Sweet. I gotta find my yo-yos. I still have it, and I also have my fucking Pog collection that I need but to I, find. But I was looking at, uh, I, I was after I found these, I was like, "Do they are they still around?" And I started researching. Sure enough, they are, mm. and they've they made other ones. And that I got into the crazy yo-yos, like the ones that are made out of fucking aircraft aluminum and shit. Yeah, and and I was like, "Oh my god!" There's like a whole other layer to this I wasn't aware of before. So I guess I decided I'm kind of getting back into yo-yos just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I'm getting back. I'm making yo-yos a thing. So see, here's here's the Yomega Alpha <laughs> Wing. It's, it's basically just the, a butterfly. It's their version of the butterfly. Oh, I forgot about these. And th- this is <laughs> the, uh, the, yeah, the yeah, Magnetar. This is a, new in box. It's still in the box. I mean, I could take it out and put it back in the box, so it's cool. Mm. Uh, but this is the Magnetar. It's pretty Plate cool too. Condition. It's like. It also does the, but it's got like this concave shit here, and it's like you know it's a very satisfying color. It's, it's, you know, 
it's it's nice. Uh, I'm gonna get some more. I never got a fireball, so that's probably the next one I'm gonna get. That sparked something in my brain just hearing that. Yo, mega fireball, brother. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you hear a keyword and then your your fucking KGB mind is triggered and you, your sleep region. <laughs> your, your programming yeah. fucking activates. Yeah, you said that for some reason. I want to team and steal their fucking shit. I'm gonna I get that two hundred dollar aircraft aluminum fucking yo yo. That's what I'm getting. That's the next yeah. step. I'm gonna I'm gonna chaz this shit up. If you spend that much money on it, it has to be your thing at least for a while. <laughs> I'm no done. That, no that's care. all. That's all. I just want to talk about yo yos for a minute. There you that go. A nice little, yeah. little switch up. Chaz, you're up. Yeah, I did a fair amount of stuff. Uh, so we'll, we'll get one thing in there real quick. You guys will like this. I kind of finished with Boruto. I'm, I'm up to, to speed with where the dub is at the kinda moment. Kind of? Kind of. So I'm, I'm currently not watching any more of any Naruto-related episodes So until more comes out. So there that is a thing, but I won't be talking about it for a bit, so that's okay. I'm sure you guys will be very sad. Um, I watched a couple more episodes of The Last of Us, but uh, of course, life has just been crazy between uh, illness and work. And we've got family in and all kinds of stuff, so we've not had Sometimes much time to you watch. you wish you were The Last of Us. Am I, am I right? Yeah, I know, right? Uh but uh, we watched uh, episodes four and five. Um, yeah, oh, those, those are the good really ones. Sad. Yeah, good epi- ones. episode four and five were tough, which I, I kind of expected uh, to be kind of rough. But uh, yeah, the end of episode five is a real it's such a bitter taste in your mouth for what happens. But, like you want to keep watching. Yeah, it's when, it's yeah. the ending of the Henry and Sam arc. It's 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 sad. But anyway. Uh, Still playing, uh, of course, we talk about Resident Evil. Still playing some Overwatch 2 here and there. It's been fun just to get my stuff out. I don't know why, but someone sent me a thing in a local store. Is uh, started holding uh, fighting game tournaments again. And they, like, they're mainly doing Smash, but they were gauging interest and an overwhelming number of people. And by overwhelming, I mean like of like the 20 people that replied over half of them were like, well, you should do a Dragon Ball fighters tournament. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll go there and kick somebody's ass. So oh, I started yeah. playing it again and like knocking the rust off there playing online. And oh. yeah, that's been good. I, I first, I kind of sucked and got in back into ranked and ranked back up to Majin level. And I'm working on that. So it's fun. Majin Chaz. Yeah. Majin, Majin Chaz. Uh, do you do martial arts as well? I do. Kung Fu Grip. All of it. Uh, I'm currently using the team of uh, Android 18, Beerus, and Kid Goku from the GT series. That is my team, which I'm proud of because those are not popular characters in terms of the fighting game. A lot of people are basically, if they don't have, if they do not have blue or red hair, uh, currently. They are Ultra God Instincts. Bullshit saying, yeah, right? like all of those characters are the bullshit ones that people are playing because they have gimmicky things. Like, this is a game that is highly effect, like, it's highly focused on offense, and very few characters I mean, basically, none of them have counter options. Those characters literally have counter attacks, so it's why everybody plays them. But, uh, no, I, I like to use Beerus. Beerus is fun because he's very flashy, uh, because he hits everybody with giant balls of death, 
and he's funny. But uh, balls of death. That's what I'm he's doing. Funny. He looks like a hairless cat. <laughs> I'm doing the thing. But yeah, I like uh, him because he's like, I'm not even trying. I'm bored with this. The only reason I didn't destroy Planet Vegeta was because I was too far away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like using him, too, because, like, one of the moves he uses, for instance, he just sneezes a, a, a ball of destruction. Like, he just, he goes, achoo, and, like, a ball happens by accident, and it just happens to float around the screen while other stuff happens. But also, his his level three is Hakai, but he, the way he does it, he just grabs him and he just snaps, and Hakai happens. And, if, of course, if it KOs him, it's just, like, this most satisfying thing ever. So, mm-hmm. I know it's cool. But anyway, uh, been having fun doing that. Um, I had a family event where my nephews were here, and my nephews and Evie and I, we all played Mario Kart. Um, oh. and bless her heart, Evie's really trying hard. She's into Mario, which we'll get to into that for a minute. Why? Because we're talking about the Mario Brothers movie. But she's uh, she wants to drive Baby Peach all around the world. But she just bless her heart, she does not get the concept of how to steer. Do you turn Thankfully, on all the assists and stuff for? Her? I do, and she gets to, and she can functionally drive. But the problem too is that it's it's weird. If you put on the thing where she can steer by moving the controller, then she doesn't move it, and she stays in place, and she'll just hold the... But she lets go of the gas. I don't know why she does this. It's weird. I just tell her to keep the button held down. But then, if I switch it so she actually uses the stick, she'll try to do it. For a few seconds, she'll do it. But then after that, she's, like, turning the controller to do it again, and she's let go of the gas. She doesn't get the concept that she has to do these things at the same time yet. Mm. Her hand-eye coordination is dog shit. She is a four-year-old girl, so we got to teach it, right? But anyway, she's getting there. That was fun, though. We've had had some fun. Um, We did go and see the Super Mario Brothers movie. It was awesome. She enjoyed it uh, a lot. Uh, Bowser was great. Uh, There's so many references little digs and and easter eggs everywhere just peppered through the movie and i mean even in subtle places just little things that are hanging up on the walls and just like little details it's, it's a lot of fun um at one point in the movie uh has anybody watched it yet no not yet no okay definitely recommend if you get a chance to go see it i mean i'd understand if you didn't want to because it's still like all over theaters and people are it's crowded with a bunch of kids um but uh Definitely worth a watch, especially when you have a chance to stream it or something for sure. But anyway, there's there's a scene that involves uh, Donkey Kong, and Evie is very invested. We we went and watched it, and she's very invested in Mario. She's like, "Oh no, Mario! Don't!" And she's like worried something's gonna happen to him. And Donkey Kong saves him and does something, and she just yells in the movie. She doesn't know his name. She goes, "Thank you, Brown Monkey," which is why. <laughs> and. And like other people laugh. It was a full theater. Some people were like laughing. It's cute. And I was like, his name is Donkey Kong. And she goes, Drunky Frog, thank you. So she called him Drunky Frog. YouTube channel right there, Drunky Frog. Drunky Frog, yeah. So she called him Drunky Frog, the brown monkey. But uh and now she thinks it's cute and people laugh at her when she does it. She so she does it all the time now. Uh, but yeah, we had fun watching it. It was it was awesome. Uh and she's into Mario, so that's why Mario Kart came up and she, we tried Super Mario U. She's not ready for that yet. I, again, over time, she'll get this stuff down. Did um, you hear? Sorry, it's it's feeding off of your Mario thing. Did you hear what John Leguizamo said? He was like pissed off that he didn't get invited to be in the movie, and so he's boycotting it. <laughs> oh, why is he yeah, so but, bitter? Why is he always doing a real whiner? Like a guy, a guy, guy just bitches about everything that comes out, right? Like he's bitching about. 
there was another like series of movies or another movie that came out. He was complaining about too. Go in the same the, vein. Go do a remake of the Pest, you fucking. Like he, you weren't invited to the movie because the movie you made before nearly killed the franchise. Creep! It's not his fault. Like he just he just getting paid to do his job. If anything, him and Bob Hoskins were just a part of it that like almost saved it. But otherwise, that that movie sucks. They weren't trying that hard. They they weren't. It's like uh, it's there. I I've been extremely interested. I I uh for not for the most obvious reasons. I promise. But I have wanted for years for there to be like a collector's fancy Blu-ray of that movie because everything about it getting made is fascinating. It had like five different screen rewrites and you can read a couple of them online. All these different people were involved. Uh, The companies that were involved didn't really make any sense. Like one of them had never really made a movie before. And for some reason here they are making a Super Mario Brothers movie. Um The Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo were drunk on set almost every day. Oh my god! Like it's just it's just a real interesting story. And I, I guess the the directors it's like a husband and wife pair. Everyone fucking hated them. Wow, yeah, it's I've interesting. Google it sometime. It's really, it's really fascinating. It, it is interesting. Yeah, all these things working against it, and it still managed to come out and and suck. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of money behind it. So, uh, yeah. Well, this movie is with the other direction. It is. It's had movie behind, money behind it, but it's been very successful. Obviously, it's it's been this huge success so far. But it, it's been it's worth it. It's it's definitely a fun thing. I I feel like anyone that comes out of that movie and is like upset or didn't enjoy it went into that movie knowing they were going to leave, saying that they didn't like it. It's one of those deals. Like it's enjoyable enough. Like I don't think there's anybody that can come out and outright hate it. It's not a perfect movie. It's a kids movie. Like it's still fun though. Um, only thing I guess I could ask is that you can give my my boy Luigi just a little more respect. But at the end, he he kind of gets respect. it. But uh, so Pokemon. Uh, I got to play in a rather large tournament. I went to a, a shop nearby. Normally they hold an event on Saturdays. Well, I guess like once every three months or something, they do a much bigger version of that event. Well, that some bitch ran for like eight hours, and I didn't think it was going to, uh, but I won in the whole thing. So I was there until like two a.m. thinking I was playing this for a few hours. Oh, nope, I was there until super late, but I won and I wasn't giving up. So uh, that was cool, and I won a bunch of money, so that was nice. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then of purchases and stuff I've made, I've, I've actually finally finished. I think since the last time we've had the show, I don't, I can't remember if I'd had it or not. But I have finally acquired my vintage stuff, so I was going to show off at least a couple pages of it. Uh, the first thing was this card, which I don't know if I can, you guys can see it or not. Try to get it in the light without it Very being glossy. shiny. That so is you- that is a Japanese shining Mew. Uh, it is only in this, and it's a promo from the Korokoro magazine. It's the only version of a shining card like like its kind. Very, very rare. Got it amongst my other collection of Japanese promos. I'm not going to show all the, the random promos out. This thing, I'm just going to show a page of it off. The front page and the back page are basically the big ones to show off. But uh, you can see here, I've got the triple sleeved binder. I'm going to try to pick it up. But if you can see here, this first page is, I don't know if it, how that looks on the screen or not, if I need to back up. But those are the starting order of the original Shadowless cards in hollow form. So that's a Shadowless Charizard there. 
And then the second page continues on, and it just goes on all the way up to the last uh, thing set they did um, before they started doing the e-readers. So it's every hollow card that they printed, uh, aside from promos, which usually promos weren't hollow back then, uh, but uh, it's every hollow card that, that Wizards of the Coast made for Pokemon from the original ones up to that. And and I didn't just get, I, I went extra with it, so I have both base two, base set unlimited and base set shadowless. And then this is the other big page. That's the money page. So the last set of that were the um, Neo Destiny's cards. And in Neo Destiny, they did the shining cards, which I'll pull out these. You can see there's this. I think I've actually shown this one before. That's like the most expensive card in my set right now. It's worth about $2,000. So. Yeah, but that page alone that I just showed is worth because uh, some of them are first editions. It's worth about about five grand. So, yeah, this is the tuition binder. So, <laughs> so I've been working on lately. Never mind that I, I also just may or may not have had to buy a car for a family member and might be buying a house, but we won't go there because this isn't uh, Chaz's broke podcast. So, anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit this for you. Fuck your life, Bing Bong. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, but that's that's really it. I've I don't know. It's been weird. I've had a decent time things lately. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, actually, even though we were just like uh, a week off, uh, it did feel like two or three weeks. That that week was long. I will give you that. So, and plus, like with the Resident Evil Four stuff, like that that's fresh on our mind and stuff, and all the stuff that's happening. But Andy. What do you think about cutting the two news uh, things that we were going to talk about since we're at two oh, hours? Fine. Okay. Yeah, we held pretty good lengthy, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we're over two hours. Uh, it's been a while. So, so yeah, it's been it, a minute. If, uh, remember, Young Guns is the next movie that we're going to be talking about, and then obviously we're going to be ranking, because that's the last movie, right? Yes. And that means Andy is up for, I think he's doing Eastern right, movies, right? Are you still doing that? Or I think so. I think, we did I think Westies, gonna... so now we're doing Easties. Exactly. Yeah. We watched some Gunslingers, now we're going to watch some Samurai. Yeah, so remember to watch Young Guns and then come back here. We'll talk about it. We're all on every podcast service. We're also on YouTube, so remember to hit the like and subscribe button and comment down below if you disagree or agree. Or if you want to be like that one guy, be like, "Why you watch it? Are you a fan? You, you, you don't watch it." Uh, but it started with a question mark, and yeah. he put so many weird spaces. I don't know. I don't think that guy knows what English is. Maybe no. an AI did it. Who knows? Maybe it was a bot. <laughs> uh, but until next time, guys, we will see you next Tuesday. Peace, and see us on getting some color Thursday. Bye. Thanks for listening. Have a question for God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>